Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Drew Yari Show. Hello. Yeah, can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. I can hear you just fine. Okay, great. All right, I'm just gonna Sorry turn up the volume. The new... Yeah, no problem. Sorry, is that the uh, the new Skype is a little bit weird to you know to go through? Yeah, uh, I I hear that a lot. Not an awful lot. I mean, it doesn't. I mean, it doesn't really mess with me or cause problems, you know, for me. But I don't know. Um, I know everyone's like going to Discord. Yeah, that um, I think I've used Discord before. Actually, yes, I do have a Discord account. Oh, sweet, me too. I I don't use it a lot because that causes problems for me. Like, um, oh, okay. My my former co-host, whenever uh, we talk on Skype, he'd be talking. All of a sudden, he would he just be talking, and in mid mid sense, he'd be cut off. Oh, like, that's five odd. seconds, and then he'd come back, and I'm like, dude, I can hardly hear you. And he's like. Oh, it must be your end. I'm like, <laughs> it can't be. <laughs> and and then um, we were doing another show on his podcast, and there was another guy on, and he said the same thing that he was having the same problems I was having. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if it's just uh, Discord or my internet or both or. Meh. Well, I mean, chances are, if people are on Discord and it's happening, then it's on Discord. I mean, I think Mish mentioned something that you can buy free bandwidth, and that's why I guess it works for him better. Oh wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, I think Mish I is think, our techie guy, so he knows a lot. Yeah, anytime he speaks anything about tech, it's I kind of turn retarded for like five seconds, I'm like whoa. whoa. <laughs> so, so to, to quote Draper, um, uh, I'm the bane of uh, Mish's existence, or something like that. <laughs> So, uh, anyways, um, anyone who's joining right now, uh, this is a special Friday, or, or this episode's going to come on Saturday, but a special Saturday edition of the Driari Show. Uh, you already know who I am. Uh, and returning to the show is... Dark Temptress, also known as Stress from Dark Chronicles. Alright. I uh, thought you were going to... I'm so... You, you know what it is? I'm so used to Kevin doing the introduction. 
<laughs> that, that's why there was the pause, so I apologize. Oh, my bad. I was kind of thinking in my head, I turned it to you, Trezzo. Wait, she can't see me. She can't see my hand pointing to her. <laughs> <I can't. laughs> so, yeah, ne- next time I'll just introduce you. So. No, I mean, that's, <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> I, I, can't, I got it now. I got it now. Right. I appreciate that. <laughs> You're very much welcome. So, uh, how, how is, has the weather, um, I guess, I w- not cooled up, but like, uh, has it gotten a little, like, less deathly cold over in New York? Oh, yeah. It, it doesn't feel like negative 14 anymore. So, I think right now, I think I want to say we're up to 20 degrees with a feel of 15. As that was the last time I checked. Yeah. There Ugh. it is. 21 degrees, feel of 15. Yeah, oh, actually, that... I'm wrong. Feel of 11, which is worse. Ugh. Yeah, that's kind of the benefits of living in the South, where I guess I think the coldest has ever been here is maybe like 20-something or 30-something. Wow. So as soon as it gets to 50, we just all start freaking out, and we're like, you know, double layering. And over in, over in the East, they're like, ah, that's cute. Yeah, no, I'm, I, I think the most I've ever worn was like, let's see, four layers. Four layers um, for, yeah, like four layers for like, you know, like the legs. And then I think I did two coats, two sweaters, a thermal, and a t-shirt. So, yeah, I was, you know, I hate the cold. I'm a New Yorker that hates the cold. <laughs> I mean, I guess I, guess I can kind of like, you know, equate it. Because, like, I remember I dated a girl who used to live in Colorado. And, oh, my gosh. You know, yeah. You know, I, yeah, I asked her that. I'm like, I guess you're used to it. And she's like. Uh, just because I'm used to it doesn't mean I like it. I hate it. <laughs> yeah, agreed. I was like, I'm a New Yorker, but I still hate cold. Uh, I guess, I guess, like maybe perfect weather in Texas for me is maybe like between sixty and seventy. Because hey, you, you guys got the dry air, right? Oh yes, nice. <laughs> like you know, this past summer I think was probably one of the hotter summers. You know, to San Antonio, the date. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was like in the high, it was like in the high hundreds. You know what? I I honestly would take that. Like right now, Australia had a, has a heat wave of 115. I was like, I'll Jesus. take that any day. <laughs> I'll Oof. take a heat wave of 115 than dealing with, with this crap. Oof. Well, hopefully it's better over where Mish is at because I think they're, they were in the negative thirties, correct? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wasn't he in, um, where's he? Chicago? Chicago. Yeah. Yeah, I heard they were ridiculous numbers. They were like with feels of negative fifty. I'm like, I, I can't. I-, I feel so bad for him because I would not be able to handle that at all. Yeah, and on top of it, he got sick, and he he was actually supposed to do my show this past Wednesday, and he he messaged me like the day prior saying, you know, I'm 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 sick. Like, you know, I'm sick as oh, a dog, no. and you know, internet's not going to work in this type of weather, so. Yes. I mean, it, I kind of figured as soon as I saw that news cap of like Chicago's in the negative 30s, I'm like, oh shit. Like, you know, not like, oh shit, like, but more just like, oh crap, you know, poor Mish. Yeah, that's horrible. Well, well wishes to Mish so that he can recoup fast. I mean, it, it sounds like he's okay because they, they just did a show last night and he sounded, you know, you know, 100%. Oh, well, that's great then. Well, maybe not 100%, you know, a, cri- <laughs> a crisp, you know, 80 my it's, heart goes out to him just because he's dealing with that horrible satanic weather. That's what I call it. I call this kind of weather satanic. <laughs> <laughs> it's like usually when you think of Satan, usually when you think of Satan, you think of fire. 
but it's like I know that cold, right? <laughs> this is death. This is like hell frozen over. Like if there's a if there's a you know if there's a layer of hell specifically for people that hate cold, th- this kind of weather would be it. <laughs> That's an interesting <laughs> way to put it. Yeah. Uh, speaking of hell, um, the Royal Rumble. Yes. <laughs> uh, let's do like a quick review of it. Uh, what was your overall thoughts? Uh, it was decent, mm. uh, but I can't say that I 100% enjoyed it. I kind of watched it because it's one of those things that we have this tradition that we go to my friend's house and we just, you know, we, we you know, we play with the uh we all take numbers and, you know, depending on who, and we put money on it, of course, and whoever is the winner ends up taking the entire pot. I didn't win. Uh, but my boyfriend <laughs> did win. He won, for the third year in a row, he won the Women's uh, Royal Rumble, which is amazing. Lucky, nice. always. Yeah. You're like, God, Somehow he, you're like, God second, damn it. I'm sorry. Second year in a row, he won it. I'm like, oh, gosh, he's always winning something. Which is great. You know, I'm happy that he has good luck in that. But I was like, yeah, I'm not. And you know how horrible it was? One of my picks was Corbin. <laughs> you actually picked Corbin as an I anything? As an, as, yeah, because he was in the Rumble. And I was like, oh, I just dropped the ticket back on. I was like, fuck this. I'm done. <laughs> it's oh like, God. you know I'm not winning. <laughs> when, he, when he threw, one of, well, one of my picks, my, my, my Dark Horse pick, I thought, I honestly thought it was going to be Aleister Black. Because I was like, you know, oh, he's he's going to enter in the Rumble. He's got a debut. He might even yeah. just win it and go and face, you know, Daniel Bryan. That was actually my pick. Daniel Bryan versus uh, Aleister Black at Mania. And, you know, he throws at Dean. I'm like, oh, okay, pretty interesting. And then fucking Corbin throws him out. And I, I just yell at the screen, oh, fuck you. Yeah, I was so pissed off. When I saw my number and he came out, I was like, fuck this. <laughs> <I'm done." laughs> I was like... I was like, no, I immediately put through that number out. I was like, nope, nope, not at all. He's not winning it. That's just horrible. I mean, you know, going over the Rumble, the women's Rumble, I think, was a little bit better than the men's. Yes. Yes, it was. You know, in the review, when when my review I did for it, I basically just kind of broke it down to two pieces, which was if Becky's on the men, uh, if Becky's on the women's, then Charlotte's winning it. If Becky's in the women's, then Becky's winning it. And when you look at that Women's Royal Rumble, those two were literally the only ones that kind of outshined. Stood out. Yeah, they just shot, they just yeah. outshine everyone else because Nia's not winning. Now there's Carmella. Now there's Bailey, which you know, and I like Bailey. I do too. And I, I love Bailey, but it's just one of those things. Anytime you see her, it's like looking at a tragic story. Oh, because of the bullying uh, segment, which makes no sense to me. That entire storyline. Well, not well, not the bullying segment with Bailey, but more just like you know, she had such high hopes because like her and Sasha like owned Brooklyn, you know, in 2015. Yeah. And then, oh yeah. And then Bailey just comes to the main roster, and <sighs> that happens. <laughs> yeah, like what? Like exactly. You take wonderful, amazing NXT hungry wrestlers you put them in the main roster have no stories for them do you th- i mean okay. i'm sorry no. go ahead no i was gonna say look at breezy um you know he had his own personality and he finally found his niche and then comes to the main roster and you pair him up with fandango and now you got the fashion police and you know and you know what because i remember like the first nxt show i went to with my girlfriend 
the main event was Finn Balor versus uh, Tyler Breeze. And nice. My my girl, she's like she had she has like a weird relationship with wrestling. She used to watch it when she was a kid, and then she fell off. And you know she and it got it was like she knew names, but she didn't exactly pay attention to the product. She right. Done, I have to like teach her about concepts. She now knows what heels and baby faces are, and <laughs> so um, I, it was basically one of those things where like you know NXT you know came to San Antonio for the first time. This is when NXT was NXT, like when it was starting to like catch fire. Right. And I just looked over at my girlfriend. I'm like, "Hey, if I buy wrestling tickets, do you want to go?" She's like, "Yeah, sure." Because like before <laughs> before that, we had already been to Raw, and you know because oh, you know, like, mm, yeah because Raw. Raw yeah, Raw's Raw, and then, you know, she didn't know what NXT was, so we went, and, you know, she saw Finn Balor, and it was already over. <laughs> <laughs> she loves Finn Balor. She loves Finn Balor. It's weird. Like, I, I kind of explain this in a weird way. She sees, she. I, I realize she likes heels more than faces. Because, That's not a bad thing. Well, no, not a bad thing, but, like, for example... When we were watching, I forget which takeover it was, where the match was Adam Cole versus Ricochet. And she sees Adam Cole and she goes, you know, I, I like him, he's cool. You know, I, I want him to win. She sees Ricochet, she goes, ugh. And not, not, and not like, uh, as in he doesn't do it for me more, just like, eh, I don't like him. I don't like all that flippy-dippy shit. <laughs> so, and I mean, that's, inter- that's an interesting way to look at things because, you know, a lot of people always said about Adam Cole, he's such a nice guy in, in real life. And then there's that video of him with those kids, which I, which I see that and I always smile. Yeah. And then Ricochet, you know, I don't know how he is in real life. I imagine he's a, he's an okay guy, especially with that video with him and Casey Cotton. Oh my gosh, that he was crying. <laughs> I, I was like, I, I first saw it. After, and at first I didn't even know they were in a relationship. I kind of figured because of the video. And I was like. Oh, I was like, that has to be his, I was like, that has to be her boyfriend. No way that he's just gonna be, you know, getting all marky and like lovey-dovey and shit if that's just a random wrestler. Because I'm like, mm, I mean, I get it if they're besties, but then I figured out all oh, their couple. It was so sweet, him crying and she got all emotional. I think he got more emotional for her than she got, than what, you know, than she was for herself. Yeah, kind of, well, man, I found out before the video because like i saw some tweets between them where she was saying hey oh. baby and i'm like oh she's dating Ricochet, <laughs> i guess <laughs> but um they're cute couple yeah going back to nxt like um fuck i had a point oh yeah tyler breeze uh, you know he had an interesting gimmick and then he literally debuts on live tv and he mm. gets jobbed out the next you know time he appears yeah because the talk yeah. is that vince didn't understand the gimmick Yes, that's exactly what I heard too. And when, but I'm like, yeah, go. I'm basically, sorry. when when Vince, um, I'm sorry, but when Vince, you know, basically what it comes down to is when Vince doesn't understand you, he's not going to put you over because that's what yeah. happened with the Vaude villains. He didn't understand that gimmick. Yeah. Also, it right. also didn't help that what's his name tried to like decapitate Enzo, which at this point I'm pretty sure people wouldn't be too opposed to. But I um, don't think people would have been mad at this point. <laughs> So, um, speaking of which, Enzo is uh, doing a Rob Feinstein video. A what video? Uh, was it Rob Feinstein art videos? I don't know what he's up to. I know he was. I know he came up with his rap video. Then I know he was doing some other crazy shit. And I was like, I, I can't follow him. 
Not to mention the fact that he shows up to an event that he wasn't even requested to be at and just tries to take over. What was that? What was it that he just showed up? Was it a pay-per-view? Was it just a Raw? I'm trying to remember. It was a Survivor Series. Yes, there you go. And I'm like, dude, seriously? Come on. It's like your time's up. Like, respect your colleagues. I know. I was just, ugh. Why isn't you guys laughing? I can't do that. (laughs) <laughs> Joey Numbers can do that. I can't do it. I can't do it in his own version. Oh my gosh. Oh man. Um, but yeah, we're just flip flopping around. Uh, going back, going back All to right. going back to NXT. You know, Tyler Breeze, Bailey. I just, I don't know. Like, she was like, I think you know, in her time in NXT, I think she was even bigger than Finn Balor. Oh, um, um I think. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Both of them. Well, they, well then there was the takeover that they did in... Um was a takeover London where he came with when his entire makeup was of Jack the Ripper. Oh yes, I love that. You remember that? Oh my gosh, that was I love Finn Balor, so I'm like all oh, with your girlfriend on that. Um, he's very talented. I am extremely amazed how chiseled his abs are. Like I'm, I mean, it's amazing to me. Like I wish I knew what his secret was. I don't know if he has well, the workout dude, well- videos for that. Well, according to him, he hasn't had a carb in over in almost two decades. How can wow, that's amazing. Well, that explains it. How do you live without fries or potatoes or something? Well, he's from Ireland. I would expect him to like eat one potato, but I know. So I don't know. But... According to him on his Instagram, he posted a picture where it says, "I haven't had pan." I think it was like for like National Pancake Day. He's like, oh. I haven't enjoyed National Pancake Day in over two decades. I'm like, well, what do you think? Wow. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. There are certain things I have changed my diet drastically, but there's certain things that it's just like, you, you know, like if I want to have something, I feel like I can't, you know, like force myself not to have it. Yeah. You know, like if I want pancakes, I want pancakes. I'll work my ass off the next day, you know, at least when I could have, like, you know, that's another reason why I restricted my diet. But yeah, I, I used to be like, oh, I'll just work it off. And that's what I used to do. I never had chiseled abs, but maybe that's why. At this point, I, I mean, I've always said, you know, because I have a gym membership, but I just hardly use it. It's Same one, here. It's one of those things where I'm just like, okay, I'm going to go work out. And then I just crash on the TV. I'm like, ooh, TV. But, um... <laughs> You know, and what was I going to say? I used to, like, be on programs or, like, put myself on a program where I'm like, okay, I'm going to cut out 
fried fruits for a month. And I, I would actually do it and it would work and then it would fall off the wagon and, you know, I'd, I'd get back on and I'd fall off. And, you know, it's getting to the point where I'm like, I'm going to be 30 in July and I can't keep eating like I'm a teenager pretty much. I'm telling you this from experience. Once you hit the three old, like six months later, it's just like, I don't know what the hell happens to the metabolism. Uh, it changes. I'm like, oof, slows down. Yeah, because yeah, I, I see I see someone like Kevin Smith, and I use that as in, inspiration because, you know, he, like, you know, if anyone doesn't know, he had a heart attack literally at the beginning of last year. Or I did not know that, though. Yeah. The, yeah I like, know he lost weight. I know he, he, you know, from what he used to be to now, yeah, he looks better. But I didn't realize it was because of a heart attack. Yeah, he was actually doing a comp because he does stand up. And um, yes. he was actually going to be doing two shows that night. Wow. And after the first show, he said he started to like feel something like in his chest. And when the EMTs got there, they're doing the whole like, like I guess a heart attack evaluation. Like, you know, rate your pain from a scale of one to ten. He's like, I don't know, two. Like, he, he honestly didn't know he was having a heart attack, but he can feel wow. something. Wow. And then they told him, you know, you're, you almost had a heart attack. And he's like, oh, fuck. So they had to, like, you know, remove some blockage, I guess, in his yeah. arteries or his heart. And his doctor told him to go on a vegan diet. Wow, so, that's so, interesting. So as he describes it, he's a vegan and he's also miserable at the same time. Aww. But, um, I mean, yeah, it's it's good that, it's good to see someone like him, you know, you know, I mean, obviously Kevin, you know, has like a dick ton of money and more time, but it's um, it's good to see someone like him, you know, say, hey, if I can do it, and I was, you know, I was big because you, if you, if you see him in Clerks, he was big. Yes, I I did. And like you know, it, the funny part is they they rebooted uh, what's it called, Jay and Silent Bob, and he actually had to rewrite the script because there was a lot of fat jokes in it. And he's, oh, like, wow. and he's like, I'm not fat anymore, so I have to rewrite these jokes. <laughs> so um, They didn't know that. That's interesting. I'm a big fan of Kevin Smith. I'm, I'm more of a fan of him than his movies, if that makes sense. No, that does. I think I just know him from his movies. I know he's big in comics, because I know he had his show right after, uh, was it right after Walking Dead? After the, um, the talk, what is it, Talking Dead? Yeah, I think his it. show used to go on after that. If yeah, I'm well, not mistaken. Or they used uh, to advertise it for it. Comic Book Men? That's what it was called. Yeah, something like that. So he actually mm-hmm. has a podcast. Well, he actually has, like, I think multiple podcasts. He does one with uh, Ralph Garman. I think it's called Babylon. Or Smodcast, I think, I believe. And uh, he does another one, which I'm more of a fan of. It's called Batman Beyond. Or Fat Man Beyond. Oh. With uh, him and a guy named Mark Bernardin. Who's uh, from your neck of the woods? And um, well, he's from um, fuck. What the fuck is it called? <laughs> the Bronx. Jersey. Bronx. Oh, there you oh go. okay. Oh, literally from my neck of the woods. <laughs> so yeah, there you go. But um, fuck. What were we talking about? We just got to Kevin Smith, and then we were talking originally about um, NXT and how their characters, um, you know, just don't make it for whatever reason. I guess because maybe Vince wants a change of heart; he doesn't want them. They just don't make it in the main roster. They just get lost in the shuffle, and then we just kind of side, you know, segue <laughs> because 
I think we I think you and I have ADD and I think we just ADD a lot and we just figure it out. I know I I tend to ADD a lot, so. <laughs> yeah, I oh, oh, I'm I I have like massive ADD. I I even asked my mom like, "Why didn't she ever put me on Ritalin as a kid?" She's like, "I didn't want to put you on drugs." <laughs> I'm just like, "Well, maybe I could have done better in school." <laughs> Cuz like any like literally anything could like grab my attention. Like literally, I'll be talking to a friend and I'll I'll start from one story and then I'll explain something, but then I have to explain that something's background. And then my friend's like, what the fuck does that have to do with anything? I'm like, oh, my bad. Let me go back. <laughs> so I, t- I tend to ramble a lot. I And you know what? It, it happens. But at least we're at least we can, one of us is keeping track. <laughs> we'll come back to oh. the wrestling talk eventually. Yeah, if you guys are listening, we'll we'll eventually go back to wrestling or whatever <laughs> or whatever it is we we were intending to talk about. But, yeah, um, but it started <clears throat> with Finn Balor's chiseled abs, and then I think that's why. Oh, that's how it was. We started out with uh with his chiseled abs and how he didn't have carbs, and then we both ADD'd about you know everything else. Yeah, that should that should be one of the titles for tonight's episode: Finn Balor's chiseled abs. <laughs> there you go. Awesome. Anyway. I'm sure he'll appreciate the shout outs. Oh, yeah, Finn Balor seems like he's pretty cool. He's, he is. Like, he seems like, he just seems like a guy. He seems like kind of like a very silly man. I was, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, go, go ahead. Go ahead. I no, I was going to say back in, what the heck was that? Um, SummerSlam, was it 1 6? Uh, yes. SummerSlam 1-6, so there is this, um, oh my gosh, I know he's going to kill me because I don't know his name by heart. Um, well, there's this amazing guy that creates um, portraits off Legos, right? Mm-hmm. So he created this, um, and I and literally just um, amazes me because you know how Balor goes from Demon to just Balor and then back? Yes. He did an entire huge portrait of that. Of and it literally when you walked one side it was demon and then you walked the other side it was back to Balor, and yeah oh my gosh I gotta <laughs> I I don't know if we're following each other on Instagram but I'll tag you on that it was it's and he does it for anything like if we want any personal stuff like a portrait or or you know or anything you can think of he'll do it he's he's super talented I've never seen anybody be able to do that. Especially with Legos. How do you shift it from one side to the other just just in walking? Anybody who anybody who, who takes that much time and is that skilled and that focused to do that, they they get my respect. Yeah, he's he's amazing. So I met him that night because he's a friend of Justin Labar, mm-hmm. who's also my buddy. Mm-hmm. And he was having a meet and greet and he introduced me to him and he gave me his card and I was like, wow, the, I was blown away with that Finn Balor. So the rumor has it that they were trying to get Finn Balor to come to the bar. It was mm-hmm. 205th was the bar. It was um during, um yeah, it was a SummerSlam weekend. It was actually SummerSlam. Actually, it was the SummerSlam that he won. And then the very next day, he ended up having to um, give up the belt because of his uh, shoulder. Yeah. Yeah, so that's that was that same. So we're like, oh my gosh, I was, you know, trying to not mark out, but I was marking out. I was like, oh my gosh, Manuel is gonna be, <laughs> and I was like, just trying to stick around, but no, he didn't show up. He ended up giving it to him, I think, two days later, and Finn posted it on his um on his Instagram. Aw, 
Yeah, it's very cool. He does everything. He's done Legos with the you know the WWE belt. Anything. It's it's amazing. Yeah, you gotta tag me on that because that sounds fucking awesome. Yeah. Do we follow each other on Insta? I don't think we do. I think so. Well, you know my name. It's it's pretty much anywhere you find me, you find me with that name. Dark Tentrez. Is it all That's in one right. word? Yeah, it's all one word. All right, sweet. I'll look you up. Um, yeah, Finn Balor. I think the problem with, you know, a lot of these NXT guys is that it's a combination of the audience, you know, not knowing who these guys are and mm-hmm. also, you know, how the company markets them. Because, you know, if you remember back in the day, it'd be like, um, you know, so-and-so is coming, is coming soon to the main mm-hmm. roster. And then they would hype them up yes. more, and more and more. And the audience is like, shit, I want to see who the hell this is. Like, th- this guy sounds intense, you know, like, you know, like back in the days, you know, um, Razor Ramon, you know, they would, yes. show, they would show promos for Razor where he's like, you know, sitting, you know, at a restaurant, you know, throwing mm-hmm. his drink in someone's face. So yep, that guy's a freaking right. jerk, you know, he's going to come here. You know, yeah. Then, or you know, Val he, Venus. Val Venus did promos before he showed up too. You're right. You're Val absolutely v- right. Val Venus, Edge, uh, you know, um, Car- Carlito, Chris Masters. Even Undertaker. Kurt Angle. There you go. Another example. Kurt, Kurt Angle, Angle. And, um, and even Undertaker. Because remember there was that one time where everybody was like, oh my gosh, it's going to be Undertaker and Sting. Remember they kept on cutting yes. those weird, yes, those yes. pretty cool Taker promos. And I was like, oh, it's going to be Sting. And then it wasn't Sting. It was well, like the, Sting came like a year or two later. Well, from what I heard, they like Sting was like close to signing and then he went back to TNA. Ah. And then they were like, well, what are we going to do? Well, what's that Triple H? <laughs> so uh, I mean, they. Had, I, I remember that match. It actually ended up having a very good match. But it was to to a mark like me. It's like, come on, Sting versus Undertaker. Come on, that's something we want to see. We've been dying to see that. I know, but I don't think we're ever going to see it now. I mean, if we get we have to go back in a time machine and like right their wrongs, but but um, yeah, it's it's all about how they hype up the superstars, and they don't they don't do that anymore. I mean, they no, you're right. That's they're a good kind, point. They're kind of doing it now with these NXT call-ups, quote-unquote, that they've been hyping up, quote-unquote, and they haven't mm. been really using them that much. Um, I mean, the only ones we've seen are Lacey Evans and Heavy Machinery. Yeah. And that's it. We haven't seen... We've seen EC3 promos, like, up the wazoo, but we actually haven't seen EC3. No, and actually, you know what? Come to think of it, even Bray was um, was promoted. Really? Remember, you don't remember what back in the well, not you know, not oh, now, but yes, like yes, yes, when yeah. before he came on, and it was like, ooh, what's the spooky thing? And they talked about you know, and then they showed the Wyatts, and then he, that was also another cool promo, you know, with and everybody just engaging, engaging the audience because everybody was just like taking out their cell phones and doing like you know the whole light. That was also pretty cool. But then, again, that's another one. Like, I think the Randy Orton Bray one was pretty good. And then after that, they just didn't know what to do with him. No, that, actually, you, I take that back. Because then you had the Matt Hardy with Bray. And then after that, they didn't know what to do with him. Wasn't, like, Matt some, like supposedly retired? No. He said, I saw it on his Twitter maybe, like, a week ago. He said he's lighter than ever. And no, he's nowhere from retiring. Oh, that's good. Cause like I, I see him on Instagram and like, I don't know. I, I thought that was an old photo at first. So I'm like, no, it's actually him. 
Like mm-hmm. he's, he he went back to being V one. I'm like, oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was saying that he's in better shape in better shape than in his entire life. That's what I think I saw a tweet on. So like, oh, you know, like good for him. So like, whenever he comes back, is he gonna be broken, woken, or V one, or what's he gonna be? I don't know. I I kind I like the uh. I like the broken gimmick. I just feel like I know they ended up having to switch it to Woken. I don't know. I just, yeah. I, I like that gimmick and that worked well in the indies. And I think because it kind of switched out, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what else they could do with him. Well, I mean, he still has, Matt Hardy still has value. I mean, that Hardy name is always going to have value. I mean, regardless of, you know, how many people love Broken, Jeff is always mm-hmm. going to be the bigger star. Okay. I mean, uh, that's just an opinion. You know, I, no, no, I like Jeff Hardy too. I just always saw, um, I always saw Matt, at least with this gimmick, more of him being like the lead in it. True. Yeah. You know, like I like Brother Nero. Don't get me wrong, but I just feel like he, you know, like they get the deletes and they get everything mostly from him and and his talks and everything because. Jeff, yes, Jeff still has his character, but he's not, I feel like, as intense as Matt got in with this role. Like, yeah, Matt's, Matt's the better personality between the two. Jeff's always yes. been, you know, the workhorse. The tech- yeah. Um, you know, I think Jeff would even admit that he's not the best. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talker. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, Matt's always been the better talker. He's always been more the personality. I mean, if you look at, you know, social media, you know, Matt's always like on social media promoting everything. Yes. And Jeff's, all Jeff just says is, thank you, Florida. Thank you, New York. <laughs> Had a blast. Hashtag. That's SmackDown or something like that. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. So, um, what were we going to talk about? We were originally talking about the Royal Rumble, and um, then we segued <laughs> to Ricochet and his girlfriend, and then oh, we've been all over the place. But oh, um, I don't think. Let's, oh my God, let's talk about this. <laughs> I don't think we're ever going to get anything done. Uh, we will. Let's let's uh, let's go back to Royal Rumble for a second. Your thoughts on the whole Nia coming into the men's Royal Rumble, and then I'll tell you mine. I thought it was stupid. Okay. <laughs> like, and I don't know. It just it was dumb. Like, it. I don't see why it needed to happen. There's there. Okay. There. There's certain. And it had nothing to do with the fact that she was a woman because I thought the idea all along was that Becky was going to appear in the men's Rumble. 
And that's what I thought. And that's I know I know Labar was mentioning that. And I was like, oh, that's pretty, that would make sense. That's a pretty cool idea. Yeah, like that's like happen. even after she won the women's Royal Rumble, I kind of turned over to um, Betty's uh, sister. I was like, it'd be awesome if she appeared in the men's and she and you just hear um, you know one of those talking heads, you know, like uh, Corey. Well, she's the man. Yeah. So and you know maybe not win it, but just appear in it because it'd be pretty freaking cool. Um, I mean, I did like when she got RKO'd. That was pretty awesome. Yes. But, um... And she overall, got 619, too. Yeah, she got 619. I think Dolph did her did his move on her as well. Yep, she got super kicked, too. So, um... Yeah, but her, her taking on R-Truth... And actually, I heard a story that apparently R-Truth was pissed off at her. Yes, I read that today. Because when she attacked him, apparently she threw him face first. So there was a lot of heat, um... Mm. Even Jerry Lawler was saying that was that the heat was real backstage. Yeah, and also apparently he she hurt his ankle too. That I did not hear. Uh, but right you know what? There. But I'm not surprised. I mean, it's not the first time that um she underestimates her strength. Maybe, maybe we can say that just to be nicer. <laughs> but okay, like you know, you say that. Do you think that she does that on purpose, or like you said, she doesn't know her own strength? I don't think she does it on purpose. I know she gloats on it on purpose on just to, I don't know, just to trigger the trolls or just to piss people off on social media. Because I I honestly think that's what she does on social media is just be like, who cares? And just piss people off. Because her response was to, um, who was it? it, I think it's PW Insider was the one that reported one of the stories and she retweeted comments and you're like, you guys are always talking about me. And, um, and she says something smart and I was like, "Hmm, okay, she's trying to trigger the trolls. Um, I don't know. You know, to me, I would hope that she's not doing shit on purpose. Um, because that just would be wrong. You know, she is related to the rock and um and I would hope that because of that and her you know her cousins both of them actually and their reps that she's not you know she's not trying to just you know go off the rails and do some stupid shit. I would hope that she's a little you know that she's definitely seems like a professional, but I don't know if it's that she underestimates her strength. I don't know if her timing is off. Um, it's hard to say because this is not the first time that she's hurt a wrestler. It's not yeah. the second time she's heard a wrestler. The last one being Becky Lynch, and you know how pissed off everybody was about that. She luckily, also, uh, oh? she she also hurt Ember Moon. Yes, she did, and luckily that Becky, you know, was like, you know, she she took it for what it was, and was like, you know, all bloodied, walked out, still with attitude, wasn't crying about it. You know, so it's like she still played off the, you know, she played off of it, which was great for her, you know, um, but it's, it's hard to say what, what exactly would be it. I just want to believe 100% in my heart that she's not doing this shit on purpose. All right. Let me ask you something. Do you think the company doesn't reprimand her because of who she's related to? Mm. Oh, that, what I mean by that is, um. Let me. I'll I'll kind, of, I'll kind of compare it to you know the whole, you know, and th- this seems like it happened like eighty years ago, but like the whole thing with Brie Bella and Liv Morgan, where Brie, yes. you know, where Brie pretty much you know not pretty much, but knock you know not knock Liv out, 
And it just seemed like nobody wanted to really reprimand, you know, Brie Bella for it. Actually, one person did. It was Stone Cold. Yes. Um, and then, yeah, I, it's so funny because that's actually the next episode of Total Bells is going to discuss the you know, the Brie botches. So I'm curious to see, you know, like the backstory of all of that and how she felt and what was going on. I mean, I know they mentioned Ring Rust. But who knows? I mean, it's been three years that she was in wrestling, so that could be it. I don't know. Maybe a lot of maybe her body changed in her having a kid. And again, that could be other thing. But um, I just feel like, yeah, you're absolutely right. As far as the heat, why is it that people reacted more toward Liv Morgan um, and Brie? Because I guess Brie was knocking people out every week or was botching and missing. She almost suicide killed herself with that dive. So. I don't know if it's because she was doing it on a consistent basis that people were just like, they just, you know, were like, fuck it. We're not doing this. We're not accepting this. This is wrong. And they went after her. Like everybody went after her social media accounts. And that's, you know, and granted it took Daniel Bryan a week to react to it. So that kind of defended his wife. Yeah. But it's yeah, it's cr- quite interesting because you know what? My thing is, people were up her case because oh, you could you did this to live, live fucking got a hair color the very next day, you know, like that or, or a couple. No, actually, it was that weekend because I'm trying to remember that uh, you know the explosion was going on and she was like, haha, you didn't even live made fun of it. She was like, oh, you couldn't even knock me out or something like that. Twisted it around. And she's, like, taking bathroom selfies with her pretty pink hair. Well, guess what? If she had a concussion or whether it was mild concussion or whatever, some injury to her head, you don't go injury to your neck or, or your or your head or neck. You don't go to a beauty salon and spend hours while your head is tilted back or it has chemicals in it. You don't spend hours like that because your head's hurting. Or, you know, or your neck is hurting. So that's why I was like, people are making this shit so bigger than what it is. And then yet she comes out with a new look like that weekend. I don't know. And then and then with the whole Naya thing, my thing is with that is, I, you know, Mark, as far as stuff, I know her whole um, promo for this entire year for the, for the in ad sales was promoting the women. She promoted... Ronda Charlotte and she promoted um Naya. Those are the three women that, you know, she introduced to the NBC Universal um advertisers that this is what she's planning on doing, a women's revolution and all this and that. Naya was in that ring. So maybe they're just trying to, you know, interject her to say, Hey, look, we're doing so many bigger things with, with women. The problem with that is when you have someone like Naya to step into the ring. What was the story? Did they even discuss? I mean, I did miss Ross, so maybe I, you know, I completely missed her take on it. But it's my thing is, what was the point? She was already in the Rumble. Like, I get it if you know, let's say she wasn't even part of the Women's Rumble. And it's like, okay, you want to interject yourself into the men's to basically say, hey, I'm here. I'm a woman. I need to be part of this. Whether I'm in the women's or in the men's, I'm still going to make it. But her attacking our truth made no sense. Her hurting our truth was even worse. Freaking uh, yeah. uh, freak Mustafa Ali having a bitch out to her was even worse. Uh, yeah. Rand- Randy Orton having a selfie was even worse. 
But, you know, I mean, it all paid off when he RKO'd it. But, um... Yeah. I, mean, I, just... I have a meme on that that says... <laughs> that has the RKO. I don't, I don't think I put it on Twitter. I have it on Facebook. Um, it's, you know, him delivering the RKO with the Gillette logo saying the best a man can be. <laughs> <laughs> it, it made me laugh on, on, uh, on SmackDown when Mustafa Ali came out at the end and Randy Orton just goes, Hey, weren't you, weren't you eliminated by a girl? Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, I missed I, SmackDown. Nice. Uh, oh, you missed it? Okay. Uh, well, basically, I mean, do you care if I spoil the end? No, go for it. Go for it. I mean, I'll, if anything, I'll catch it tomorrow with the Spanish announced team. <laughs> oh, nice. Uh, well, I mean, you already know Daniel Bryan has his new title, right? Yes. That, that, uh... <laughs> that, that hemp and mahogany... That... Yes, that uh, that uh, Samoa Joe said, "I just want all the smoke." Oh my! And God. people and people did a meme of that while Brian's holding Dude, the hemp belt. <laughs> Samoa Joe was probably the best part of SmackDown. He can't. All right, what happened was uh, Daniel Bryan came out, you know, presenting his new title, and then he did the whole thing that every other wrestler does. There's nobody that can take this from me. Blah blah blah. And then you know AJ comes out. Right. And then Orton comes out, and then it goes to commercial for whatever reason. And then, you know, when it comes back, the ring is filled with other wrestlers. Uh, Jeff Hardy. Uh, who else is in the ring? Oh, yeah, Mustafa Ali came to the ring. Samoa Joe comes out and pretty much just roasts everybody. <laughs> he, uh, Jeff's trying to talk shit, and then Samoa Joe t- tells Jeff, pretend this is an AA meeting and shut up, you know, while I'm trying oh. to share with the other people. <laughs> and then you <laughs> You look at Randy Orton. As soon as he said that, Randy Orton just kind of covers his face and goes, "Oh damn!" <laughs> oh wow! Oh my gosh, that was he t- awesome. He tells Ali, "You know, I'll put your ass to sleep again." Blah blah blah. And then, then he, of course, he has to talk shit to AJ. He says, "You know, how's our old girl Wendy doing?" And then, you know, that that ensues a fight with everybody, and then Triple H on the screen. Hey, Daniel. I can't do a triple H impression. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good, though. That hurt my throat. It hurts my throat when I try to do a triple H impression. Uh, <laughs> he just says, you know, you're going to defend against all these five guys in Elimination Chamber. So, Elimination Chamber, uh, that's one of the main, I guess that's the main event. It sounds like the main event. Daniel Bryan versus Jeff Hardy, Safa Ali, Samoa Joe, Orton, and AJ Styles. Versus them being in the chamber? Yeah, they're all going to be in the chamber. It's going to be for the WWE Championship. Okay. So, uh, everything else on SmackDown. Um, oh, yeah. I don't. I forgot about this. Uh, R-Truth, I think, opened the show. He came out and he said, you know, I should. I got eliminated from the Rumble. I, sh- you know, I knew I was going to win it, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, you know, he said the McMahons agreed, so they gave me a U.S. title shot. And he uh, won. Yeah, he won. And like I, I tried to rewatch that footage, and it looked like the ref messed up. I don't know if the ref messed up or Nakamura just didn't hear the three count. But he counts three, and then the two guys get up and continue to wrestle. And the, you know, I think his name is Mike Kyoto. <laughs> he lets him know, no, the bell rang. Our truth won. Oh shit! And then truth, you know, you can tell Nakamura was pissed off, and he went to the back. And I think they pulled an. They, it sounds like they looked like they pulled an audible. They sent out Rusev, and they turned him heel. So Rusev is now heel. I guess. <laughs> That's what I was gonna ask you because I was like, whatever happened to Happy Rusev Day, which they screwed up for WrestleMania. I know that, but 
I, I figured he was still babyface, but okay. Interesting. I mean, he's a heel again. It's a weird week because they turn Elias heel to put over Jeff Jarrett. Yeah. But that's another story we can get to. But uh, yeah, they put they they send out Rusev, and he basically just says the U.S. title deserved better than Nakamura, but it certainly deserves better than you. So they wrestle, and I'm like, okay, they're gonna bitch out our truth. But no, our truth wins that match. Wow. And then Nakamura comes out, attacks him, and then Nakamura and Rusev team up and attack him. So that's kind of like that. Kind of somewhat sets up a new, I guess, a new you know foreign heel faction. Which, yeah, actually, which, we which, had a question on that, right? Yeah, I have it right here. It's from Grand Inqu- I don't know how to say it. Grand Grand Inquisitor. Grand Inquisitor, okay. Yeah, he says, do you foresee on SmackDown another international heel stable forming with Rusev and Nakamura, possibly with the additions of Andrade and or The Bar? You mean just them? I don't know. I don't think... No, no, no. Because remember when they had that whole... What was it? The, the League of Gentlemen or the Gentlemen's League or... <laughs> Gentlemen's League. Uh, yeah. League. League of Nations. League of... Okay, there you go. I don't know why. <laughs> League, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen? What? No. Maybe that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> maybe I'm thinking Gentlemen and League and I was like, make up a name. Yeah, no. No one liked that. I don't think that one that I don't think that went over. Uh, so I, mean, I hope it, they don't do that. Um I mean they're probably going to do another version of it, but it'll probably be under a different name. Cuz uh, I as I remember you know over the Rumble weekend there was talk of having a new stable and it was supposed to be Daniel Bryan, but I guess they're doing another one or they're doing two different types of stables. Hmm. I don't know. That'd be interesting to see, but I mean, the first one didn't go over, so we'll see. Maybe it was also because Del Rio was in it. Yeah, and Del Rio was just a gigantic bowl of meh. Hmm. So, but yeah, uh, after that on SmackDown, uh, the Usos are now the number one contenders for the for the SmackDown Tag Championships. And uh, there was kind of a weird promo with uh, Shane McMahon and Miz where the whole point of Miz wanting to be Shane's tag team partner was that his Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Dad was never proud of him until the Crown Jewel pay-per-view. Which I'm oh, like, okay. Which I'm like, okay, The Miz is a WWE, was a WWE champion. He main evented Yes, Mania. he was. He was a Money in the Bank winner, a multiple-time U.S. champion, Intercontinental yep. champion. He's been tag champion before. 
Mm-hmm. He's been in movies, and his dad was never proud of any of that. But he was <laughs> proud of him wrestling at probably one of the worst pay-per-views of all time. Pretty much. And I'm just like, yeah, your dad sounds kind of like a picky bitch, but okay. Um, so what? they had she... to, they just had to come up with some bullshit. I mean, I understand it's wrestling. He's also got a daughter. He's his dad's not going to be proud of the fact that he made him, you know, a grandfather. Just, I could just picture the miss. Hey, dad, I have a kid, huh? Huh? It's yeah, still, exactly. It's still, it's still not enough, Mike. I'm still not proud of you. <laughs> really? <laughs> Hey, I'm married I was to like, but hot... she's cute. I'm no, it doesn't this... matter. I'm married to this hot French Canadian chick. Eh? Eh? Right? Not enough. Nope. He's just crossing his arms and shaking his head. Nope. Nope. <laughs> but, you know. I got my yeah. own movie. Nope. He's like, I'm wrestling in Saudi Arabia. Continue. Mm-hmm. I'm, in, I'm in a fake uh, tournament that nobody cares about. Mm-hmm. You're close. <laughs> So, yeah, he brings his dad out, and then his dad just says, I love you, Mike. I'm proud of you. Aww. I heard his dad went over. Oh, yeah, he went over because <laughs> Shane McMahon referred to him as Mr. Miz. Oh, wow. So, and the Mr. whole crowd, the whole crowd actually chanted for him. It was a weird Hi. crowd. It was actually a pretty interesting crowd. <laughs> I'm not sure if they were uh, huffing some of Daniel's uh, uh, WWE championship <laughs> made of hemp. <laughs> Um, movie. What happened? What else happened? Oh yeah, Charlotte and Becky opened the show, and uh, Becky came out with a big reaction, and uh, it's it's funny, like, I, cause I like Becky. I can also realize that she's maybe not as over as everyone thinks she is. Yeah, like she's not moving the needle, if that makes sense. Like she's over, but she's not a stone cold over. But uh, I I like her, and I'll sometimes kind of like you know talk a little shit to Kev. I'm like, hey, did you see that, Kev? She got a reaction. <laughs> So I'm, I'm pretty sure that. I'm pretty sure he'll just smirk and be like, "Uh huh." But um, <laughs> Charlotte comes out and she's a full fledged heel, which I like because I like bitchy Charlotte. Yes, I do too. I don't like baby face Charlotte. I don't like Charlotte who cries about everything. I like nope. bit. I like bitchy Charlotte who is just, you know. And I hate to use this word. I don't know if you'll get offended, but I like cunning Charlotte. <laughs> I, why would I get offended to a word that I use often? Okay, then never mind. We're cool. Um, <laughs> oh, that's a word I use a lot. But <laughs> I do too. All right, sweet. Anywho, uh, she comes out. She's talking shit. She's like, oh, I'm proud that you got over. You became the man after you were molded by the queen. Mm. And, you know, Becky punches her right in the mouth. And it looked like she looked. I saw her. that. <laughs> I was like, oh, damn. Yep, I saw that. So she walks away, and then Charlotte attacks her from behind and beats the shit over and leaves her laying. And then Becky gets in her Rolls Royce or SUV, wherever the hell car that is, and just drives off. Um, what else? What else? What else? Uh, really, nothing else. I was interested. Uh, another bland, lame ass promo by Mandy Rose. Hmm. Ba- basically, the reason why she really hates Naomi is. When she, when Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville were on Tough Enough, uh huh, they show. I guess they showed a, uh, a a part in the episode where Naomi and Sasha Banks and I believe Tamina were, I guess, acting as coaches, and Naomi was, I guess, trying to show tough love and say, "Oh, you look weak." And wow. Mandy Rose is like, "She was a bully, and she talked down on me." 
And I was so oh hurt that I went home, and my boyfriend at the time couldn't deal with it, so he left me. So that's why I'm trying to break up their marriage. And what? I'm just, and I'm just thinking, who I was ever writing for this woman obviously does not know anything about women, has never been in a relationship. No. Nope. never even seen a, a pair of breasts in his life. Like, You're right. It's like, just who's ever writing for Mandy? Please stop. <laughs> it's like, please. Uh, it's, Drew, you know they'll rotate them in like three months. Oh, or okay. two. You know, they, they rotate writers so quickly that it's like the stories. That's why that's the other thing. There's no consistency with the writing because you'll have one story and then it just magically drops and you're like, oh, I thought this was, oh, okay. And then this is, and it continues on to something else. So I was like, well, wasn't this person doing something? And now uh, it's just, I don't know. It's hard to keep up with these um, stories. It's kind of like with Braun, with Braun Strowman when him and, uh, where he was actually starting to get over is because he was beating the shit out of Roman. Mm-hmm. And then he, I think he came out one night and he was like, just like all of you, I hate Roman Reigns, but I don't give a damn what any of you think because I hate you too. And it's like, what? <laughs> 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 oh, that hurt my voice again. Um, <clears throat> Good but, impressions, though. Yeah, thank you. I try. And, you know, it's going back to the, you know, the Ronda Rousey promo from this Monday where I heard Vicky said it sucked. Oh, it was bad. She she came out. I don't even know what they had her say. I forgot what she was even saying. I think she said something like, you know what they say about dreams coming true? And the whole crowd just ripped her apart, would not let her talk. And then, you know, Becky comes out to kind of, well, not, well actually, it started into the match with her and Bailey, which was pretty bad. Mm. Very, very sloppy. And uh, it, it ended, and then Becky came out, and, you know, course the whole place erupted and she said you know i choose you for my opponent and then you know ronda in like 15 20 seconds is up cutting, ends up cutting a pretty good promo where she pretty much says uh you know i can beat the ever living piss out of you right i can fucking kill you you know we're the same age and when you know 10 years ago or like five years ago i was main eventing pay-per-views where the hell were you, you know? nice and it was actually a pretty good promo i think she kind of fumbled on her words but it didn't really bother me that didn't bother me that she fumbled on her words because when you're pissed off, yeah, you, you tend to fumble your words when you're pissed because you're not really thinking. Yeah, exactly. She just, she just says, I'll kick your ass at WrestleMania, and then she drops the mic and leaves. So, my whole thing is, Ronda Rousey has to realize that she actually has control of her character. Mm-hmm. If, if some guy's giving her this, like, shit promo, she has to realize in her head, I don't want to fucking say this shit. Yeah, she needs to turn Brock Lesnar. Well, I mean, Brock you know, talk. <laughs> No, 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 no. Not in that sense. I mean, in the, I don't give a fuck if you're Vince McMahon, I'm still going to throw the title in your face. You know what I mean? Like, that, she needs to, like you said, she, she needs to take control. First of all, got no problem with the artist for um, Joan Jett that does her, um, that she comes out to, but please get yourself some fucking metal song. Or yes. something that's badass. You don't come up to like a poppy song, and you're like, and we're supposed to believe that you're the baddest woman to the you know, baddest woman of the planet, but you come out to this. I was gonna say, like, and get and get better gear. Like I, 
I'm fine with her with with her coming out with the uh, the with the kill and you know in memory of well, of um. Well, the kill. Well, I'm not saying the kill. I love you know. Oh, I her gear. Rod. I love Rod. Yes. I'm saying like her actual wrestling gear because. Oh yeah. There, there's that joke that we all have where it's like she spends more time fixing your gear than actually wrestling. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yes. I'm not, I'm not sure what she's trying to go for. I don't know. I mean, because I don't. I don't. I'm not. I've never been the big UFC, you know, connoisseur, but I don't know. I I never really watched her fights, so I'm not sure how she actually dressed. But I'm pretty sure she didn't dress like that. So um, I mean, she needs better gear because it just it looks kind of. I I get kind of squeamish when I see her in that gear. I'm like, uh, something's gonna pop out. But and 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 the uh and the swan makeup. Ugh, why? <laughs> <laughs> I I don't get it. I mean, you know, good for her, but it's just like. Yeah, I agree with you. She needs to change her theme already because I'm I'm getting sick of Joe and Jet. I need so I I don't care if it's a if it's a man or a woman in metal. Someone screeching, someone screaming, someone that's like, you know, that makes me think, oh shit, she's gonna murder me. Some kind of horror music as her entrance that it's like, oh dear God, this woman is coming to the ring and I'm about to shit my pants. That's the kind of entrance that I want her to make. <laughs> This is kind of an interesting topic, you know, about entrance music. Who in WWE currently do you think needs better entrance music? Besides Ronda Rousey. I mean, I like, I actually like Becky's, but I don't know if it goes well with her, with her new, you know, with her new look. Yes, I mean, because like, and I, I actually like Sheamus's theme. I mean, I don't like Sheamus. <laughs> as a, as a oh, wrestler. he gives good hugs. I can tell you that. Oh, really? Interesting. Yes, he does. <laughs> All right. Uh, I that... met him just sideways. I met him at the uh, at the same meet and greet that I was telling you about for SummerSlam. Yeah. I met him there, and he was doing the post show <laughs> with Labar. So, like, my friend and I, and she was trying to take. I was like, take pictures, take pictures of Seamus, and he caught her <laughs> taking a picture. He points at her. We still have those pictures. And she, and he's like, come over here. So it's pretty cool. Like he, you know, we took shots of tequila. It was a pretty cool night. And so, and he gave us a hug and I was like, oh, it's so nice. And I was like, okay. I was like, I'm marking for a Seamus now. Did he, did he do his entrance pose? Like what he does at the uh, top ramp when he comes out? No, 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 not at all. Not at all. He was, because he was, um, he was in the middle of a, of an interview with LaBar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So right after that, they did their thing, and you know, because we had, we ended up having the after party there within the bar. So it was post show, and then it was that. So we hung out a little bit, and then you know, I think he left after that. Interesting. Mm-hmm. That, that's an interesting topic. Seamus gives good hugs. Anyways, yes, uh, yeah, yeah. Seamus's <laughs> entrance actually like his interest theme actually like. Uh, Becky, yeah, she needs to change that already because that's that's way too poppy and upbeat, yeah. especially when she's the man. Yep. Like, you know, kind of do what Seamus is doing. I guess get the same artist as him. Or, or you know how Samoa Joe comes out to that, to that, I don't know the song, but I know it's like, dun, 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 like that beat, like that, like, yeah. I'm here to fuck things over kind of thing. Yeah, pretty much. Or, it sounds like a Godzilla theme, actually. Yes, that's the kind of shit she needs. She needs something edgier like that. Like I love her song, but it doesn't. But I feel like if she's gonna have this, like I'm um, tough as nails. Yeah, you need a new theme. 
one one theme I've never liked. I've never liked AJ Styles' theme. Um, I don't. I don't. His is not so bad. Well, you know what? His theme was actually supposed to be for Mark Henry. That I did not know. Yeah, because uh, suppo- that was actually according to him. Like, uh, apparently, his theme was supposed to be for Mark Henry, wow. but they decided to give it to him. I'm like, all right, so. That makes sense, though. I can see that being Mark Henry's theme. A black man from South Texas, as opposed, you know, giving your theme to a white guy from from Atlanta. Okay, that works. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love AJ Styles. I'm a huge AJ Mark, but yeah, that that theme doesn't work for him. I mean, supposedly he likes, you know, rap. I think he like uh, he likes hip hop and rap. Yeah. But um, yeah, him. Who's another theme I don't like? Uh, well. Maybe not. Maybe not so much. Don't like. I think Daniel Bryan might need to change his theme pretty soon. I was just gonna say Daniel, because he's not doing anything with the Yes Movement anymore. No, like the Yes so Movement. He's is, switch that out. I mean, if Daniel, I mean, I know Daniel's a smart guy. I'm pretty sure he's gonna say, "Yeah, give me new entrance music," because that's already played out. Mm-hmm. So that and um, who else? I like uh, the Miz. Yeah, the Miz, the Miz fits him. The Miz, yeah. it's kind of one of those like songs that's just like you know what, let him keep that. Like he yeah. deserves it. Um, who else? Charlotte's theme's fine. Yeah, I mean, I guess you can keep that. Um, who else? Hmm. Can't really think of anyone else. What about the uh, Dean Ambrose? Uh, ooh, Dean Ambrose. We didn't even get to talk about him. No, nope, uh, but see, see how I brought him up. <laughs> that's a good segue. Uh, yeah, they, they didn't change his theme. All they did was add an annoying uh, air horn to it, and then mm-hmm. they just decided to play his music. Uh, yeah, Dean Ambrose. Anyone that doesn't, anyone that's been kind of living under a rock, Dean Ambrose supposedly will be will be going bye bye after in WrestleMania. April. Yeah, in yep. April. He um, the story according to PW Torch was that. Over the weekend of, of the Royal Rumble, Vince McMahon offered him five years, you know, a dick ton of money, apparently. And he turned it down because he's frustrated, you know, with how creative is going. He doesn't like that they made his character hokey. And yeah, I don't that blame he, That he's pretty much gone after April, and which explain, which supposedly explains why he got, you know, jobbed out in the Rumble so quickly and why he had to do a job for, you know, for Seth on Monday. What is your overall analysis of this? I, I don't think it's a work. I think he really legitimately is leaving. Um, you're right. I, you know, he came back new look. He looked pumper than ever. I They turn him heel. They they had the right moment to turn him heel with, with Roman, you know, saying that he has leukemia. And or Joel saying that he has leukemia and having to relinquish the belt. So it was it was good moment, good heel heat that he got at that moment. But then after that, it's like, what are you having him do? But then I kind of it goes kind of with everything else. If it goes back to what we were talking about as far as storylines, what, what do they have him do to him? They don't they don't have anything for him. What can he go after? You're not gonna put him. Uh, you're not gonna make him you know, lead and you're not going to put him up against Brock. You're not going to do that. Or you're not going to put him against the Daniel Bryan. You're not going to give him the title at all. So it's like, what exactly are you trying to do now? I mean, because like, 
It it just seems like with Dean Ambrose, anytime it looks like he's starting to get over, they just give him this bullshit to work with. Like yeah. when, the, when the Shield first broke up, you know, it's like you know, the idea was that Roman was going to be the top guy, right? And you know, Seth was going to be the guy that goes out there and gives you big matches. What's Dean going to do? And then they start. They it looks like they were building him up as a as a top guy, but then they always found ways to kind of fuck with him. Like for example, they had him. I guess bring out a hot dog cart and spray mustard and, you know, a ketchup on Kane and Randy Orton. Uh, they make him the WWE champion, they, and that's when Wacky Dean was born. Yes! Like, he wins a title, and he's like, Oh, I guess I almost forgot my title in the cab! <laughs> oh my and gosh. It's like, oh my god. And then that interview with Stone Cold didn't help. Nope. Uh, they, it, I don't know. And then, you know, he they reform the shield, he gets hurt. Comes back, he's fucking swole. He looks like he just spent a year in quit at uh, San Quentin. Yes, I love this new look. I was like, whoa. And you know, I was you like, know, I like Dean before, but this new look, I was like, wow. And you know, like, Dean and you, know, and you know what's funny is that the like when you were here, like you were on the the show the first time, like after we were done recording, I look on my phone and says Dean returned, and I'm like, damn, he looks different. Like you know, they're trying to, I think. They were trying to make him look like Daryl from The Walking Dead his whole career. Like, uh, uh, let me re- let me rephrase that. The idea for his character was that they wanted to make him seem like he was Daryl from The Walking Dead, this badass that had a crossbow. But in the end, they just made him look like Adam Sandler. Yes. So yes. and then and then he comes back, and then they make him even more goofy. They make they make him, you know, they put him in the shield. They pretty much make him Romans, you know bitch pretty much like Mm -hmm. you know and then roman gets leukemia he has to leave they turn him heel which i'm like okay this seems like it could go somewhere yeah they have him appear in a fucking car outside next to a burning trash can like he's on a rat video or something Mm -hmm. and it's just like ah and then the next week he just comes out and calls everyone stinky (laughs) and he's playing you know hide and seek with with seth it's like, what the fuck are they doing to Dean? Oh my god. And then he just has that terrible match with Seth at TLC. And they yeah. should and it should have been such a good match because you this this build up should have been for years, you know. When Seth double crossed Dean and they ended up breaking up the shield and everything, you know, and now with the heel turn and it's like his explanation for him turning on Seth wasn't even what we expected it was. It was just because he felt like it. Pretty much. It wasn't like, hey, you think I forgot what you did to me a couple years ago? Hell no. You know, I've, you know, and, and just, just be, even though people are going to be like, well, you guys ended up partnering. You guys ended up being cool. They turned you baby face. Now you're heel. But you're trying to nitpick of something years ago. Yes, that's fine. Let him bring that bullshit. Say that that was in the back of his mind always. You know, he got tired of playing, you know, the third wheel you know, in the shield and this and that, and he's going to fuck stuff over. And they should have played it off that way. They should have been able to give him exactly what he wanted, which is, yes, he got the heel heat now. And everybody was like, oh my gosh, so emotional. Yes, that's perfect. Now what are you going to do with it? And then unfortunately, I think they just, you know, they just went off with let's turn him heel and without actually having a plan for him. Because, 
the the match was horrible for TLC. You're right. And for something that you're saying you're taking revenge and this was years in the making and of course he went out and he couldn't even blame. He couldn't even use his injury and say, you know what? I came back tougher than ever. Every day I trained because I knew I was going to face Yusuf. You know, like something to be like, oh shit, you know, Dean is serious. Dean is going to, you know, wants revenge. Dean wants to kill Seth. No, it's like, just, uh, whatever. You know. And what made it even more weird was that, you know, Renee was like so not involved with anything. And yeah. That, and that was the idea I had. I was like, are they going to involve Renee? Because that'd be pretty interesting. Like, make her, you know, this kind of bitchy, you know, cynical, smart mouth heel, you know, still keep her on commentary, but like anytime Dean comes out, she, you know, goes crazy. But Yeah, and it was else? like, I don't, I remember one, this pissed me off, she was like, oh, well, I, I don't know what's going on between the guys. Really, bitch? That, that you sleep me. with him. <laughs> that pissed me off, because anytime Corey would be like, do you know what's going on? She's like, oh, I don't know. No, I, I, I don't, I, I, you know, we don't talk about that. I don't know. And, and I'm like, bitch, you sleep with the guy. How do you Dean, not know? Dean doesn't tell me things. Oh yeah. <laughs> he didn't mention anything when he was over for dinner. Really? You fucking sleep with the guy. How do you not know? Bullshit. You could just have said, you know what? I know exactly how he feels. You know, Seth was his friend, his brother, and blah, blah, blah. And it's just some roller coaster of emotions with... She could have played that shit off, too. She's another one. That's why I said when... When I said, oh, Dean is leaving, I was like, I'm sad to see Dean go. But can he take his fucking wife with him? That's all I want. Take her. Oh, man. Because... Let me tell you this, Drew. She's fucking annoying as shit. When she was in Total Divas, that one episode, thank God they, they never brought her ass back. When she was on it, she was just bitch and bitch and everything was bitch her and lana by the way lana's another one that mm. i'm sure lana's a wonderful person because i know labar um vouches for her but the way they made her seem in total divas it's it's like oh my gosh shut the fuck up it's weird and, and and that's what happened with renee like you know just and i don't I know this show is scripted but just so you see the annoying part it's you know she wanted to go out on the weekend this is when dean was champ and Dean wanted just to stay home and relax because, shit, he puts the energy in the ring. You know, he worked his ass off. He gets the blows and whatnot. Let the man relax. It's his fucking weekend. You just have to just hold a mic and just and just say questions. You don't know what it is to be a champ. You don't know what it is to get those blows. And stop being a bitch. And then I find out, like, a week later, oh, they're married. I was like, oh, well, look at that. Fucking <laughs> unreal. Yeah. Like, I never watched Total Divas. I would just see the clips. I remember one episode in particular where uh, Dean was meeting her parents. And Renee's telling him, don't be so you. Don't Try to be different. Try, try to be uh, more more intelligent or blah, blah, blah. And then Dean meets, you know, her parents and her parents fall in love with him. And then yeah. you know, there, was a, there was that whole bit where, like, somebody steals like, her purse or her mom's purse, and he literally chases down the guy and pins him up against the wall. Yeah. And, you know, tells him, you know, say you're sorry and that you're a drunk asshole and get the fuck away from here. So it's just, like, Dean is more likable. A lot of the women on that show, I don't know, it's because, like, the, the show makes him look more unlikable, but it, I don't know. It just seems that way. I, I would like to think that's the way. The only, the only woman on that show that comes off more likable is Naomi. 
And oh yeah, I, I love Naomi. I think yeah. they. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah Naomi and uh, J- which one is she married to? Jimmy or Jay? I thought you. Oh shit! I should know this. Um, <laughs> I don't Jimmy. Know it's Jimmy. I, I, I like them both. I like them. I, I like want to say both. Jimmy. I was gonna say I like them both. But, she, but... I feel like she calls him something else. Anyways, I'll just say Uso. She's a uh, yeah. Her and Uso, they just they seem likable because they just seem like a real couple. They seem like they're very down to earth and they kind of seem like big kids almost. Whereas you know, yeah, you know, Jimmy, Re- Renee and <laughs> Dean, you know, Dean. It seems like the the husbands are always the ones that are more likable or the significant yeah. Others. Like you look I think, at, like you I think look she's at John, abusive. Yeah, you look like you look at John Cena when he was on the show. He just pretty much told Nikki, "Hey, if you want to go fuck Dolph, go fuck him. I don't care." Yeah, John, it's unbelievable. Him being on Total Bells and Total Divas, I mean, people just would be like, all the rules and that shit, I get that. That was, to me, a little bit, you know, I feel like he needed some kind of therapy with that whole rules, but again, his house, his rules, I suppose. You know what, I have a theory about that. I think he was testing Nikki, and anytime she agreed to anything he said, I'm pretty sure in the back of his mind, he's like, Damn, will this bitch get the fuck out of my house? <laughs> no, I think honestly, he, I think legitimately he's hurt. And what bothers me is that, and I get it, everybody has their way of healing and whatnot. And it's, in Total Bellas, is interesting because Bree's the one that's saying, um, I think my sister's going into a midlife crisis because, you know, this has been a big change for her. But here's what I don't get it. My whole thing is they broke up because she wanted a kid. He finally said, yes, I'll get a reversal for the, uh, I don't know, what do you call that? Vasectomy. Vasectomy. Yeah, he was said he was going to reverse it out. And she was like, no, still can't do this. And I'm like, what? That's just weird. I know. And then here's the thing. Now, you know, she's she's doing herself, you know. And then the last thing I heard was that she was with the Dancing of the Stars guy, which makes me think, oh, you broke up with John because you had a thing for this guy. Yeah, and then the, and there's a then she openly admits this. I don't know why she did that. She calls John Cena after every date. After every date. After after every date, she calls oh, John. She calls John Cena and tells him what happened. When did she say that? I didn't hear that. This was like last month. Oh, or am I being at the beginning that. of this month or last month? Like she's she literally admitted. In an interview that she calls John Cena after every date to tell him what happens. Just to fuck with him? I guess to fuck with him or maybe, or like, I don't know, get his advice. But it's like, that's something you really should keep to yourself. And that's what I'm saying. For like for the season, he's no longer the executive producer on it. I know the girls are. But she's like, oh, you know, like, because the, the family's trying to set her up and whatnot. And she was like, well, I'm, you know... She be, at one point she was like, "What are you trying to get me to fuck him or fuck whoever?" And she was like, "Well, when this is ready, this is gonna happen." And she was, and she said, "Oh, I'll need a new, you know, I'll need to change all my wardrobe, all, like all my lingerie and all my panties, and just you know, because it's a new beginning." And I'm thinking to myself, you know, I I don't know, maybe because I'm, I have a different kind of heart, and I'm not judging her at all because everybody deals with breakups differently. But to me, I'm not the type of person to throw anything in anybody's face. Even if I was hurt. 
simply because I think, you know, like in, in this case with, with her doing the breakup, I feel like, you know, that has to hurt him. Like, he yeah. spent five years with this woman, or six maybe, and you can see his tweets, like, they're very... I feel like, if anything, this breakup made him a little bit more wiser. Yeah, because if you remember, he was married. Like, he used to yeah. be married, and, you know, that ended pretty badly. And, mm-hmm. you know, he's... I, I don't, you know, I don't blame him for not wanting to have kids or not wanting to get married too quickly mm-hmm. because I kind of, I kind of think of it. I think, I, I think it has something to do with the make a wishes he does. Cause he, I think he has the most, I think he holds the record for having the most, you know, make a wish requests mm-hmm. and, you know, seeing, you know, visiting those kids and seeing what they go through and. That's to take a lot out of you emotionally. And it does, but he is his theory, or rather his explanation always on the show has been it's not because of that, but because he just is at a point in which he knows he wants his career to be and he doesn't feel like it's wrong. It, he said it would be wrong for him to be, try to be a father while he's also in the peak of his career because he doesn't want to be like those kind of fathers that you know, have to go away from the family and wrestle and barely be with the family. Like he wants to be at the point that when he does want a family, he'll be 100% present. And I respect that. I mean, you know, that's nice. It's not like, you know, I mean, look at Bray and what happened with his family. Oh, you mean, it's uh, tough. you mean good old loyal, wholesome Bray? Mm, yes. And ho ho too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have the article right here. Cosmopolitan. Nikki Bella admits she calls John Cena after every date. No. Uh, I let him know everything, she told People Now. He's known every date I've been on. I have so much respect for him, and this breakup wasn't bad. It didn't end bad. We didn't do bad things to each other. He's still close with my family. And then it just goes on from there. It doesn't seem like he's close because in Total Bells he doesn't show up at all. <laughs> like not even not even as credit for for executive producer. He's completely off the show. And then here's here's another comment you're gonna like. The one thing John is or the one thing is John's never been a jealous man. That's one bone he doesn't have, which I'm like, that's so rare. You know what? It's but it's okay. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, sure he wasn't a jealous man. He was very centered, and you and that came across um, in the show a lot. Whenever he was present, whether it was in Divas or in Bella's, he would always try to be like the voice of reason with with Nikki. Mm. Like he would make he would make her think, and I'd be like, oh, well, it's very nice that he's actually taking that approach, and it's such a gentleman, very you know. Like, very selfless approach to it. So I actually, you're right. He doesn't need to be a jealous man because he's a secure man. Yeah, I mean, that's one thing I never got about certain people is that when you're at a certain point in your career where you've accomplished everything you've wanted to, why be jealous? Why be cynical? You know, I don't know. I just don't understand that. And it's good to hear that about John, that he's, you know, he's comfortable with his career and, you know, where he's been at and with himself. Yeah. Where it's like, you know, I have everything I need. Why do I need something from somebody else? 
And and what I like about him is that he's also a, he's also a top wrestler, but he's also willing to uh, not put people down. Like you yeah. don't see him using, you know, he you don't see him using his his Twitter like the way any you know pick any other wrestler and the way they do it. You know, talking about random shit or you know insulting other wrestlers on it or whatnot, or, you know, or like Corbin that goes after, or Corbin and, Col- and Cody Rhodes that go just after fans or, or just haters and whatever and trolls and just, you know. Not gets, Cody. Get... Not Cody. Oh, my gosh. No. Why should we ever mention him? <laughs> He's Cody Christ. He's Cody Christ, damn it. He show respect to our, to our Lord and Savior. Oh, my gosh. And it's just like they get easily triggered over what people say. And I'm like, you know, someone like Cody, who's, you know, head of a company and it's like, and his wife is a branding or marketing and branding and whatnot. You should know. It's, I, I don't know if I told, I think I might've said this. I actually, I think I did say this a couple months ago. You don't, you know, like someone who's established, who's, whose father's a legend, who's, you know, got so many things going on for himself or goals that he wants to achieve. Why are you going to get triggered by some random person on fucking Twitter? Like, why does it matter? Like, their opinion on you has no validity over your life. You know, if anything, if you feel that you're triggered, as opposed to responding, why don't you prove it with your own actions and do bigger and better? You know, like when everybody was going after him because of the, um, oh, of the all in. Yeah, and, and and this and and we all hey you know it was very expensive for if you were a podcast to try to show up to those things and everybody had questions on what happened with the finances and who did this and that and I get that they're valid questions because guess what if anybody's gonna dish out two thousand dollars per table I'm gonna want to know what is this gonna cover what is this gonna do for me you know as a podcaster is this going to elevate my career or am i just going to be just like another you know no face in the crowd in a room of people that some i do know some i do not know you know so it's it's valid questions and i don't know people just got triggered you know he started up with having a whole dispute with wrestling soup and i'm like why like dude just let it go let them say because this is what people don't understand it's an opinion. Opinions are supposed to be your take on whatever topic you want. And it's supposed to be okay for you to express them. You know, that it's different if your your opinion is, is supposed to, If you're using your opinion to hurt someone else, right? Negatively impact them in which you're going to destroy their lives because you're opening your mouth and being vicious about it, that's different. But if your opinion is sincere concern over something then that's concern that should be allowed you know we have you know we're blessed to be in this country where we have freedom of speech and we're allowed to say whatever we want but to a certain extent yeah very true i mean you know with the whole cody thing it just it seems like something that should have like been a dead issue but it, yeah. it always he always seems to like you know rise up it's like that, mm-hmm. that train that train is never late it's like no, it's not. Cody's just very confusing. He confu- he confuses me a lot. It's, you know, the opposite of John Cena. John Cena is someone who's not, you know, jealous, who's not insecure about himself. Cody is just like, he's a good-looking guy. He has, like, probably one of the most beautiful women in the planet. 
you know, people love him. What do you need to be insecure about? It's, and, and another thing, it's like, you're right. These are legit questions. You know, we already know when this uh, double or nothing pay-per-view is going to start. Okay, who's mm-hmm. wrestling? Well, I don't know. Okay, who do you have signed besides Chris Jericho? I don't know. We're supposedly going to get blah, blah, blah. And Billy Gunn, I think, is a producer. Yeah, <laughs> Billy yeah. Gunn. That's Billy, all I know. <laughs> you have Billy Gunn, you have Jericho, you have Christopher Daniels, you have uh, Frank, oh, yeah, Frankie Kazarian. Right. Every week it's it comes out, they're supposedly going after Brock Lesnar. And it's like, that's impossible. Brock Lesnar hates wrestling. But <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. And, you know, well, did gonna... you, oh, speaking of Brock Lesnar, did you see that tweet where Chris Jericho <laughs> insults in Brock? Did you get to see that tweet? Ugh, yes. I saw that. That just made me sad. <laughs> I was like, someone was like, get off. <laughs> someone was like, are you drunk? I was like, wow. It's like, yeah, Chris, you should probably join David Arquette in the whole midlife crisis thing. You guys seem like you get along just well. Oh, my gosh. I, I was like, I hope he lucked it off, but I don't think so. It's like you're telling Brock he has a gut, and it's like, yeah, Chris, uh, you're not one to talk. Yeah, someone actually said, oh, well, you know, someone said, still a fan, but I think you should get a bigger vest. <laughs> and it was <laughs> with his love handle sticking out. I was like, oh, geez. Oh they God. went there. Yeah, hey, but, there's wrong, hey, there's nothing wrong with love handles, but when you're no. in, and you're in your 40s and you're talking shit to another guy that he has love handles, it's like, yeah, you should probably stop talking, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I. Uh, oh man, I don't know, but uh, yeah. Uh yeah, so yeah, we already got aid. Oh, so what were your overall? What was your overall view on the Royal? On the Royal Rumble? Oh yeah, you already told me, but um, we were talking about Naya. Um, uh, well, well, let's just say I, I don't, I think I don't get it more than a six. I didn't do much for me. I felt like I agree with you. The women's Royal Rumble was better. Um, the men's at that point, we were just done with watching the damn pay-per-view that you had to get Elias to come out. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? This is supposed to be the Royal Rumble. Why is he's in the middle of the ring? And then on top of that, you get another one. That's a talker. Cause you get double J. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I was just like, at that point, I just went back on Twitter and I was like, I just can't watch this shit. Another like three, four minutes. I'm like, start the match already. Enough. That and and let's talk about why the fuck did this shit start at five and end close to midnight? Yeah, because I, I I just remember you know back in my day you know the paper yeah. was just three hours. Yes, eight but, usually it was from eight to ten thirty or eight to ten forty five. Sometimes it would drag on to eleven o'clock. You're right, but we never had this nonsense of pre show. We never had this other crap. Now it's like or a kickoff show and then a pre-show and then the, the I'm like, no, it should literally have been two Royal Rumbles, male, female. If you want to have one match in between just to prep, the, you know, just to switch everything out, fine. And that's it. If you want to stick a pre-show match, make it a half hour because pre-show should not be an hour long. It should literally be a half hour to kickstart the show and boom, that's it. This is why I'm looking forward to the possibility of when this, you know, Fox Seal comes in for SmackDown, that they just go back to having one set of titles, you know, one world title, you know, mm-hmm. get, get rid of the U.S. title because nobody gives a shit about that. Keep the keep the Intercontinental Championship, 
one set of tag champs, one woman's champ, and keep the cruiserweight title because that's a what happened show. to the what happened to the um. Remember that back in the day they used to have the European title. Oh yes, yes, yes. Yeah, bring that back. Oh, I think I guess left. they won't. I guess they won't do it because of the um. What do you call it? Because of the NXT UK. NX, right, and that's exactly what I was thinking of. So I think the last European champion was Jeff Hardy. You might be right. Because I, I, so. I can't remember. It's been a while. I mean, and, I think that I mean, I think that's the reason why there's just so much hours of wrestling is because there's there's too many fucking titles. Yes, but there's two titles. This yes, they're titles, but the, they're no meaning toward them. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, especially it, universal titles like that title's cursed. I don't care what anyone else says. Yeah. There's, there's, there's no, um, you know, whereas in the days of Shawn Michaels and Triple H and, and China and, and the whole DX and, but you know, like in those days, right? Yeah. I guess you could say Attitude Era, maybe, maybe, um, yeah, maybe you could say that toward that era. Um, they meant something, even take that before, take it to the eighties and whatnot. Titles meant something. You had to literally just go up the ladder. And I know I know for a fact Vince does not like tournaments, and maybe that's why this whole stuff is all frittata. But back in the day, it meant something. It was like, oh my gosh, you accomplished a European title. Oh my gosh, you're you know you got the IC title. You're just one step away from becoming WWE champion, and or w, at that time WWF champion. But it was like it it had the build. It had the you know it had the storylines. You had like you it's it's almost like you were invested with the character but you also were there seeing them grow and seeing them be able to to take it to the next level nowadays it's like oh this was just a, you know nakamura was the u.s champ now now it's our truth and but what does that do to the guys other than leave them stagnant in that role or diminish what they have you know what i mean like it's just, it, nowhere do you, do I remember that it went all the way from being champ to just being, you know, from zero to hero, I guess, because they were from, rather, from hero to zero. Like, that's pretty much what we have these days. Yeah, because, like, you know, for example, when Seth Rollins was the Intercontinental Champion, and mm -hmm. he was having, you know, the feud with Dean, I actually forgot Seth was even the Intercontinental Champion, because that's how meaningless they made the titles. Yes. And, you know, it's, you know like, like, like you said, titles meant something where it was like, you know, I'm going to take your title. I'm going to take away your manhood. Then I'm going to take your title. Yeah. To piss you off. And, or, you know, you know, another example, you know, I don't know if you remember this, you know, when Maven beat the undertaker for the hardcore championship on episode of SmackDown. Yes. I, rem I remember marking off for them. Like, Holy shit. Maven's a hardcore <laughs> champion. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. And that was when they had that 24 seven rule for the hardcore championship where, you know, anytime, anywhere, anyone can pin you and take your title. Yep, that's right. So, uh, I, mean, I always thought that was pretty awesome. But That's another one that we don't even have these days. Oh, that'd be so cool if they brought that back. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that'd be so awesome. But, uh, yeah, I mean, because you look at what NXT is doing. They're in takeover shows. They only have, like, four or five matches. Yes, and that's all you need. Two-hour show and, and two-hour impactful show, and that's it. The storylines are good, you know, the wrestlers go all out, and that's what you need. Here, you have a three-hour show, and it's literally a circus because you don't know what's going on. You just get bored out of your head. 
fucking I was watching Raw last Monday and I literally they, when we talk about ADD and how we have this ADD issue, I was watching and I, I don't I honestly can't remember who the hell the wrestlers were in the ring. All I was hearing was Chatty Kathy and Cole and them trying to talk to each other. And I'm like, I need to mute the TV. I literally tweeted out. I was like, uh, this sounds better when the TV's off. Like, literally, I, you have to mute it and then you can actually focus on the match because they're so overpowering. And I'm like, number one, I don't need your fucking mics to be so high that it drowns out what's going on in the ring. Like you're, And then on top of that, how, how about we discuss the fact that at the Royal Rumble, Corey Graves and the, and the night after was giving fucking erroneous, um, erroneous information. Yeah. I was like, dude, I forgot. I'm trying to remember off the top. Um, what the hell was it that he said? It was something about, oh, I think he said Ric Flair came out as number one and he won number one. Uh, some, some shit about Ric Flair. And I was like, no, yeah, he no, didn't yeah. come out as, <laughs> he didn't come out as one. What are you talking about? Like and I'm like, oh my gosh! I'm like, do you research what you're the fuck you're saying, or you're or what? Like, I you're mean, gonna. I, I imagine I met because isn't it isn't the story is that you know Vince is yelling in their ear to to tell them what to say. And yeah, that, and I if that, heard and of that. that. And if that's the case, Vince is giving them wrong information. It's like, fool! It's your fucking company. No, I honestly, I don't. I I honestly don't think that he's yelling at them all the time. Um, because of the fact that if that were the case, they were, they at least be shut for a little bit. They're not fucking showing, um, and I apologize for the cursing, but they're not shutting up. It's just like, and I was like, oh my gosh, it's like, shut up. That's what I'm like saying, Dean, take your wife, take your wife. Because first of all, it was, oh great. She joined commentary. You know, that's pretty cool. Woman commentary. That's pretty cool. Okay. And then it was like letting michael cole take the lead and she'd be like yes no yes okay so for the first two weeks two three weeks it was like oh she's not really saying much and now you're fucking can't shut your mouth up shut up shut up all three of you guys need to be on mute or you need to look over to the right and figure out what the spanish announced team are doing and how better that love them i love the spanish announced i love them and how better they're calling the match because i because and to me, and I proved this several times, I would watch Raw. It bore the shit out of me. I'm like, I, I just, I can't watch it, whatnot. Next, you know, that Saturday, I go to mom's and, you know, dad's always watching. That's how I got into wrestling because dad would always watch it. And um, so, so that's how I got into it when I was a kid. I loved it. And, you know, dad would watch Raw in Spanish. And he's like, yeah, you know, on Saturday, uh, I pretty much watch all three of them. I actually know two because he was, it was, but no, three, because he watches the Puerto Rican wrestling too. So mm. he's like, yeah, I spent like hours just watching it. It's great. And I'm watching Raw and I was like, oh, wow, I remember this match. Actually, it's, actually, it's a good match. It's interesting. I, mean, I can get into it. Why? Because the Spanish announced team, are calling the moves like old school, like how we grew up with them. And, you know, they they would just talk a little bit about the characters that we're seeing, but not too much where they're over-drowning the match. It's like they let you focus. They tell you, oh, this was this move and whatnot. And that's it. Like, you know, show over. And I was like, why can't these people do that? Why must we have three of them? And all three of them talking bullshit that has nothing to do with calling the match. 
which is why Ma Moro Ronaldo is the best announcer in the company. Oh yes, I, yes. I love I love Moro because he just seems like a little kid. He just seems like a kid in a candy store when he's calling these matches. And then I love when they do those uh, what is it first person like POV videos of him. Yeah, looking so hyped and ham for the match. Like I, I remember at one takeover where it was the first War Games they were doing. He's like, War Games doesn't doesn't just change you; it changes your life. And I'm yeah. like, holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> I love him. He actually, um, it's funny because he he retweeted me and he liked my tweet when um I forgot who someone in our team said, oh NXT was so great, and I was like, yeah, and it's even and it. I think I said either it gets elevated or it gets even better with great commentary. And I tagged more Renal on it and he liked it. And I was like, ah, I was like, I'm walking. I was like, Oh, look, he liked me. He's, he's an amazing guy. And it's just sad that, you know, he was, he was like, go a couple, you know, what was like a year ago because of some bullshit. And I'm glad he was able to come back. And I'm so happy that he's calling the matches because, you know, he does a lot for the programming. Yeah. Yeah, he, he he makes the matches interesting. Yes, he does. You and know, that's the same thing that happens with Spanish announcing. You just get into it. It's like, oh my gosh, he's really into it. Like I don't I don't know what, you know, Vince's, you know, fascination with uh let's put in th- uh, three announcers. It's like, why? We just need two. No. You we know, just need two. We always had Jim Ross and we had Jerry the King. We had um Gorilla Monsoon and um Help me out because my I'm blanking right now. And Gorilla um Monsoon and Bobby Heenan? Bobby Heenan, yes. Okay. Oh my gosh. I don't know why my I like all week I was like, you Oh my you, gosh. You know what tandem I liked? And this doesn't mm-hmm. actually get a lot of talk, uh Jim Ross and Paul Heyman. Yes. When Paul yes. Heyman was the uh was on announce was on announcing because Jerry Lawler walked out on the company because they fired his girlfriend, whatever. And, you know, they brought in Paul Heyman for about, I'd say like less than a year, and then the invasion angle started, and then he left and went to OVW, and then came back with Brock. But yeah, that the whole tandem of Jim Ross and Paul Heyman I love because you have Jim Ross, who's you know, this good old Southern boy, and would call matches down the line, tell stories. Paul Heyman was just like in your face, and you know was unfiltered. Because and he's, he's also from the Bronx, by the way. Oh, yeah. Paul Heyman, you know, very much a New York guy. You know, he'd always come <laughs> out to the ring wearing those New York, wearing those uh, Yankees caps. And, um, you know, I think he said he almost got, he got in trouble on his first night on commentary because there's that story where, like, there was that whole bit where, like, Vince made Tr- uh, Trish Stratus, you know, strip in the ring and bark like a dog. You, you remember that angle, right? Yes, I do. And then Paul Heyman says, you know, look, Ma, I went to D.C. I almost saw Bush. <laughs> I think I think he said he almost got fired or he just got in trouble. Oh but, god! Uh, yeah, Paul Heyman, Paul Heyman and uh, Jim he's Ross, I love he's him. amazing on the mic. He Paul, can be, Paul but then... is the reason. You know, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Paul but... is the reason why. It, and I granted nowadays we don't we don't see Brock as you know like or excited to see him because he's been you know pretty much done, but. Paul, I think I get more excited seeing Paul Heyman come out than I do for Brock Lesnar. I love I love Paul because, and I, I forget what part of the angle it was because I I forgot who was fucking like telling him. I think it was like Vince, 
or somebody asking Paul something like it was in the Bible. And then you see Paul. I didn't read the Bible. Yeah. So, but I mean, Brock obviously has that, you know, untouchable credibility. And I think Paul, I guess by association can kind of say what he wants. Cause technically he doesn't, he kind of does and doesn't work for the company. Cause last I heard he's in creative again. I hope so. Cause we need to do something. Oh yes. Like, Please put them on creative. Please have, I don't know, go back to the old school way. Get rid of all these TV writers. And that's the one thing that bothers me. It's like, J- John Draper said it perfectly. They need to hire like a 30-something, you know, ex, you know, comic book, graphic novel, graphic novel writer. You know what? Creative. They need, you know, and I would agree with that. But at the same time, I know for a fact there was an associate producer at my old company who's a huge wrestling fan and um you know since he was a kid too mm. and he was trying to go for a writer for the um i don't know whichever show but one of the things they said to him was why don't you give us a story you know like pick a character give us a story of how you would play things out and he did and he said to me you know he said to me you know they wanted to pay me the gross of what I was making as net at, mm. at you know where we were working at. and I was like what he's like yeah they want they don't want to pay the writers is the thing you want to have good writers but you don't want to pay them well neither so that's sure. why you get crappy writers and yeah, I you... say that I say that a lot and some other guy that I know who's actually um comes and goes he was like, oh, yeah, you know, my buddy is one of the writers for Raw. And I was like, hmm. I was like, really? <laughs> I was like, really? And he was, and I said, oh, how long is he? <laughs> you know me. I'm just an asshole sometimes. Uh, and uh, I was just, nah, you're, I you're t- a sweetheart. You're a sweetheart. I am. But I, I just, I'm sarcastic, you know. And I looked at him and I was like, Raw, really? I was like, yeah, I heard they have high turnaround for writers here. <laughs> And he was like, he was like, you yeah, should, they you should do. you should ask him. Has he met Randy Orton yet? Oh my gosh, I'll ask him next time I meet him, because he's on and off in the company. I was like, yeah, that needs uh, to happen. I need to uh, ask him about that story. All right, if you're if you're a wrestler and you like, would you have disdain for the writers or some type of dislike for the writers? If you know what, honestly, I would have to. I'd, I'd, I would have to give them the benefit of a doubt because, one, the thing is you might have a good story and then they fire the writer for whatever reason, you get another story. And it's like, what? Now you got this one. And the thing is, is a combination of Holly. I call them the Hollywood writers versus just fans. And I think they need to go back in the days like when they had Freddie Prince, right? And... It was, hey, he was a fan. He, you know, he saw the product when he was growing up. He knows exactly what needs to be done. Get people like that. You know, get writers that are invested in the product, not some randoms that are going to be like, oh, well, let's take this guy and put this guy together and see what happens. And that's not how it works. Yeah, yeah, not like, I was the sixth writer on Walking Dead, you know? It's like, and, yeah. that, was, and that was the bad season. But, uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, you're right. You know, get, you know, going back to my idea, or actually it was John Draper's idea, you know, hire like a 30-something, you know, ex-comic you know, book writer, graphic novel. And, you know, and here's another question I have for you. 
And I actually asked John this. You know, if you're Vince, you're, say you're Vince McMahon, you know, you're watching TV, you, you see a show like Daredevil, or you see Luke Cage, you know, in your head you're thinking, well, this, you know, The Punisher, there you go, or, or another popular, you know, comic book show. You see that and you go, who's writing this? I want to know who who's one of the writers yes. on this, or who's the writer? I want to get him on board. I asked John this, do you think Vince or the company, you know, kind of looks down on comic books or comic book writers? Or just writers of, like, comic book shows? No, I honestly don't think so, because um, you would think that they would want... Uh, I don't think... I, I, let's put it this way. I honestly don't believe so, because they... they The one thing I have to give them is that they market themselves pretty well. They're yeah. really known internationally. And for them to actually exclude a part of... Um, you know, I guess you can call it a hobby or I'd call it a genre of what people like, like if you're targeting your, um, think about it this way. They had, they had, I forgot what was it, camp WWE and that was all cartoony. Yeah. My thing is if you're targeting kids and you know, you're going to want to be able to grab and that's your main, you know, kids and let's say teenagers and that's who your, who your market is, who you're trying to hold on to. And it's like the adults, it's like, oh, whatever, they'll stick around because they're, you know, they kind of grew up, but we're targeting these kids. You want to target their interests. And if they're into comic books and Walking Dead and whatnot, you're going to want to target people. Like, you know, another thing that I've not seen in a while, and maybe because I've not watched Raw in a while um, fully, it's remember when they used to bring the hosts, like the guests here and there, and they would have to, like when, when they brought in... Um, Oh, dude, what's his name? Um, Hugh Jackman. Yeah. You know, and Hugh Jackman is into wrestling. And they brought him. And I was like, wow, that's great. You have a, you know, a Hollywood star, Broadway star in your show. You know, like, yeah, you, you targeted the women because the women are huge, Hugh Jackman fans. And you target the guys because their guys are like, oh, that's Wolverine. You know, yeah, tough, you know, tough guy. You want to, you know, to exclude someone, um, to exclude the comic book Writers, I think, would be an injustice to the product because you want to be able to, hey, if Hollywood's not working, why wouldn't you try another writer, especially one that's creative and especially one that's putting on amazing shows like The Punisher, whoever's doing the writing for that, whoever's doing the, the, the whole set, the graphics, everything from actors all the way down to crew. God bless them because it's an amazing show. It really, it's like you want to know what the hell Frank Castle's going to do next. Is he going to go all, you know, off the rails again? Is he going to, you know, what's Billy going to do? It's like it's, it has you so Im, um, emerged with it that you're like, wow, I can't miss an episode. Or you want to binge all episode, which I'm, I like the fact that they have every single episode. But that's the kind of, that's the kind of attraction you want for your product. And unfortunately... They do that in what? In one hour where Raw delivers three hours worth of programming. If you add smacked on another two hours, in five hours, you cannot capture everybody's full attention. That's something. That should be like, okay, guys, what are we doing? Because it's not talent. I you know, I think everybody puts their entire bodies on the line to deliver, you know to deliver the best they can with the crappy story they have. But it's like, what are you doing with them? You know, you had Zack Ryder tweet out 
right before the end of the year, oh, you know, maybe I'll make it to, uh, remind me, because I can't remember it was Raw SmackDown. Maybe, oh, no, I think it was Raw. It's like, oh, maybe I'll make it to the last Raw of the year. And why does he, as a talent, has to tweet something out in order to get the attention of people? I don't know. Just, I, that's another thing. It just seems like, you know, social media, it kind of seems like a... I don't, I don't have a problem with social media. Social media is kind of like a detriment, and it's also helping, you know, the wrestling mm-hmm. business. With a guy like Zack Ryder, it's like, well, I can't get over on the actual show, so I might as well tweet out my dis- my discomfort. Mm-hmm. And they always find a way to maybe either use that to their advantage, or the company just kind of uses it as a one-off thing. You know, you look yeah. at you look at Becky. You know, she's you know keeping herself over, even if she's not on TV, she'll go on you know social media and just like trash talk everybody you know same yeah thing, same thing with uh you know Rhonda. she'll trash talk on social media and it's or funny. she'll attempt to <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> but yeah Be- becky does it a little bit better yeah uh, just a little bit. you know what i think she has paul Heyman behind her you think so yes because in the um there was a special that that went on about becky like what happened after the nose thing and how she had to go off um, and how she was saying that she had to talk to her mom. Paul Heyman was there and he was talking to her and I was like, hmm, what are the chances that Paul um is actually behind there? You know what I mean? That would be that would be interesting as fuck. And it would make sense though, because if you think about it, how she went from being America's sweetheart in wrestling to just being hardcore brockish but with paul Heyman's kind of you know magic on the mic it would make sense that he's like somewhere whether he's telling people this is what she should be or whether he's advising her this is how you should come off it would be amazing to me yeah and, that, and again going back to comic books that's kind of like a very good comic book origin she starts off as this innocent little squeaky clean you know um wearing these goggles yeah and now she's a badass you know you look at yep. you look at aquaman aquaman was kind of like the butt end of every joke and then he became yep. this badass like over you're right and you know and you talked about the punisher okay you said you like yeah obviously you liked it you just said you liked it Yes, I love it. And actually, um, don't spoil it for me <laughs> because I'm still in season two. I think yes. episode, I don't know, episode six, maybe. Oh, I, I like. Uh, well, I'm not going to spoil it for you. I won't. But um, I'll just let you know at the end, there's kind of like a, a good nerdy moment. No, don't tell me. <laughs> I love surprises, number one. That's the one oh. thing, you know, okay. I love I'll, good I surprises. You. So don't tell me because right now I'm like. Damn it, Billy! And um, and see oh. that that annoys me. Billy annoys me. And well, here here's why he annoys me. It's because you look at Jigsaw the character. His face is like literally mangled and fucked up. Yeah, and Billy still looks good with only a couple scars. <laughs> and that that annoys me because he's like, look at what the Punisher did to my face. And I'm like, you still look better than me. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh, I know. I like when when they had him all wrapped up. I was like, "Oh my gosh, he's gonna fucking look like um like Two Face." You know how Two Face had his whole face yes. all burnt out and shit. I was <laughs> like, "Oh god, he's gonna look just like monstrous like that." And I'm like, 
oh, you just got a couple scars and people are digging at your face, but it's like, and you're getting triggered. I'm like, no, okay. You could just be and say, well, that's just scars from wars and whatnot and have a cool story behind them versus getting all triggered and shit. And I'm like, okay. Because there's that one scene on the bus where there's a, there's that guy who's like, oh, look at this freak. <laughs> yeah. Like, you're still uh, like, bro, you're still ugly. <laughs> <laughs> and he got all triggered and he follows the guy and switches. And I was like, oh, my. I was like, Billy, come on, man. Like, come on. And and how about how about the fact that he's sleeping with a girl that looks just like his ex? Just what? with straight hair. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. The doctor with me Edward versus Angel Madari. I just, you know what? That doctor, I was like, I, a, I thought she was going to die at the beginning of the series. But, uh, oh, I'm not going to spoil it, but they keep No, they, they I know keep, they're lovers. They I know. I know that they're lovers. And I'm like, oh, okay. But I was like, mm. part of me kind of wished that he would go back to age and see what the. The thing is, everybody was so in in belief that he, oh no, Billy's evil, Billy's this, but Billy can't fucking remember shit. I mean, talk about a 100% erase the fuck up person that he was, and he was just like, you know, good old Billy, the one that you knew that was your, your brother, and then everybody was like, oh, and they all turned on him, and I was like, you see, that's, that's the problem. Why don't you find out information first before you try to go ahead and do other things, because... Now you're turning him again into what he was, in a way. Although he kind of was doing that on his own, trying to get the guys back together and go back to his his old ways. So maybe they're just trying to prevent what's going to ultimately happen. But yeah, but don't spoil it because I haven't finished watching it. Well, I'm not spoiling. I'm just kind of giving a, you know, what I see in the characters like Frank Castle. Yes. And, and I like John Bernthal. I like him as an actor. I think he does a very good job in the role. Mm-hmm. When he's the Punisher, he's fucking awesome. Oh, when yes. When he's going on a giant fucking rampage, when he has that skull on his chest, yep. it's awesome. When he's Frank Castle, it's kind of boring. Yeah. Like, when he's, he's trying just... to have a conversation with somebody, I'm like... Eh. <laughs> but doesn't he remind you of his same character as um as the uh the cop that was in Walking Dead before he got killed? Yes. Like he's basically, he's same basically character. Sh- he's basically Shane but with a Shane. Brooklyn accent. <laughs> yeah. Can't protect him, Rick. Yeah. And you yep. know, it, but... that's exactly what it reminds <sighs> me of. And then he goes on Daredevil Two. See you later, Red. I can't do a Brooklyn accent, but mm-hmm. um yeah, It's he's okay. Great. He's basically Shane. I mean, he does yeah. a good job. He does a good job, but I don't know. Like, I didn't like the girl, the the teenage girl that's on the show. Oh, her! I just, oh, I'm like, what? Oh, that's exactly what I said. First season, first episode, she shows up. I was like, so now we're gonna be dragging this one all. It's like, it's like Claire with um with Shelly even Resident Evil Two. I was like, now we gotta be taking care of this little kid. All I'm like, come on now. Why does she have to be the one? Same thing. Why does he have to be the one to be dragging this chick all the entire season? It's like, let's add a sassy teenager that insults the Punisher and then calls him old. <laughs> uh-huh. It's hilarious. Get it? Yeah. Get it? I'm like, mm, no, you could have continued it on without. See, that's my only thing. It's like, fine. Two episodes, three episodes tops with the chick. You don't got to drag her ass all throughout the rest of the season. I'm like, really? I don't, I don't care for her. 
yeah, sure, poor thing, whatever. But you know what? She fucked up because she ended up leaving the trailer and going to her fucking little friend. So now she's like, I, I, oh my gosh, I, I shot someone. Yeah, well, that's what happens when you grab someone's gun and you shoot. Like, I mean, ugh. The, the characters other than the Punisher, you know, I like his friend Curtis. Curtis is pretty cool. I love Curtis. Curtis is awesome. He's the, he's the heart and soul of the show. And then and then the, the, the other villain, John Pilgrim. Who, I, I like him because he kind of reminds me of, uh, what is it, Harvey, Javier Bardem's character in No Country for Old Men. I don't think I've seen that one. It's it's a pretty good movie. It's a little slow, but like basically his character is, uh, it's based off a character in the comics called the Mennonites, which they actually exist. I mean, they don't go around killing people, but like they're basically just, you know, um, these Amish guys that, you know, have no electricity, don't watch TV, don't listen to music, don't watch movies. And supposedly, and this is what John Draper told uh, John Draper said on uh, Side Cell with Mish, they had to change up the character, or they had to refrain from calling it Mennonites, so they wouldn't offend Mennonites. Mm. And it's like you're gonna you don't want to offend a group of people that don't watch TV or movies or listen to music or have electricity. <laughs> That's true. Oh, because you know, unfortunately, in the society, I, I swear this is the generation of the um, of the sensitive people. Does they call them snowflakes, whatnot? My thing is, when we were growing up, you know, you know, people could be brash, people can just speak their mind, people could even insult each other, throw punches, and no cops were involved. They just duked it out right there and then. Now it's like, oh my god, you pinch me. Oh, I'm gonna sue. Oh, I'm gonna call the cops. Oh, blah blah blah, and this and that. And I was like, stop, man. When it did you see that tweet about someone saying, I think his last name was Bella, saying, uh, yeah, um, Nick, Nikki DeBella or something like that. I don't know, something like that. And he was like, oh, wow. Like shame on the WWE and um and women and abuse and domestic violence. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Did we see the same show? Because she attacked a man, she and physically hurt him. You know, in real life, she smacked his face up against whatever it was, or where he landed face first, and then she goes on and confronts other men in the ring. You're gonna tell me that you're picking a fight? And and it's and granted, don't get me wrong. I don't believe in men hitting women, but in this case, it's an athlete confronting another athlete. It's a fake. Yeah, it's like so you run you run a business where guys actually punch each other in the face and they get paid shit. Yeah, but you're getting mad at a fake a fake fighting company. Yeah, like I don't I don't get it. <laughs> I, I, I it, honestly don't. And, and talking about abuse, and I'm like. Um, did we forget that she abused him? Did we forget the whole how she got into the ring? No, that's why I said no one's bitching about her, you know, you know, and I actually was the first one to say no one's bitching about, you know, our truth getting hurt or her attacking our truth for that abuse. Oh, she attacks a man, but that's okay. That should be overlooked at because, you know, it was just a guy. But men are, oh. men are, because men are evil. <laughs> I mean, you know what? There, are every kind of person out there. There's good men, and then there are bad men, and then they're just complete assholes. And it's just my thing is, if you're gonna step into a ring as an athlete, 
and you're putting yourself in a in a situation where you have high testosterone, you have high adrenaline going, you have athletes who are professional. If you're going to step up into the ring as a professional, expect to, to to deliver as a professional. You know, you're an athlete, you're a wrestler, you're going to wrestle men, and there's plenty of and, and they do it, and then these women step up to the men. You know, and we've even seen in um, WWF wrestling history where, you know, we've seen the women carry the men. If you're going to do that and because you want to, I don't know, salty at the fact that you lost the Rumble, you're, I don't know, want to put your name out there, start trending. Or maybe because someone in the back said, oh, sure, there'd be, this would be a good way to end, you know, the men's Royal Rumble by saying, hey, the women are still here, too, and they can step into the ring and confront you guys. If if you want to do all that, fine. But don't, you know, no one should turn around and say, oh, poor Naya. You know, she got Arcado. Let's have pity on her. No, let's not fucking have pity on her. Why should we have pity on her? It was one wrestler against another. You know, she took the blows. Good for her for taking the blows. Because, you know what? You, you attacked all the wrestlers, too. And you know what? Obviously, she went through with it. Obviously, the company asked her, hey, is yep. it okay if Randy Orton and Ray and Dolph do their finishers on you? I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure she went, yeah, absolutely. So why mm-hmm. are you saying poor her when she went along with it the whole fucking time? And that's why I said no one forced her. That's like that's like watching uh, the Avengers movie and be like, oh, poor Scarlett Johansson for having to get mm-hmm. punched in the face by Thanos. It's like, well, A, he's CGI, so he's not, he doesn't really exist, so I didn't really get mm-hmm. punched by anything. And and uh, B, I'm a woman, or 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 B, I'm Black Widow. I'm a, I'm exactly. a fucking I'm a fucking assassin. I go after everybody. Exactly. So, I, I I don't see where that dude's coming from. That's just that just reeks of SJW snowflake. Exactly. Bullshit, mushed together. Yep. Ah man, so we pretty much went through everything. Um, is there anything else you wanted to kind of go over? Um, no, not, not really. I think, I think we did all, all we wanted to cover on wrestling. We covered Dean, we covered the Royal Rumble, talked about Naya, we talked about sensitivity. (laughs) (laughs) Sensitivity. We talked about, we talked about, um, Valor's chiseled abs. Oh, yes. Yeah. Can't forget about that. Can't forget about that. how Seamus gives really good hugs. He does give good hugs. Uh, I have to remember that. <laughs> All right. Uh, did you want to do your plugs? Uh, sure. Um, you can follow me on Twitter uh, at Dark Temptress. That's D-A-R-K-T-E-M-P-T-R-E-T-R-E-Z. I'm not an S. I know. I, I You know, I'm also responsible for Kevin Castle having a Z in between Kev and Castle. <laughs> that was all me. You heard it right here, folks. That's a break. That's an exclusive. Yeah, I said I I set up his Twitter and I gave him a Z because there's a troll that's also called Kevin Castle or Kev Castle. So I was like, ah, you know, let's put a Z in there just for sh- just for shits and giggles. So nice. that's why he has a Z. And I think there was that and some other reason why, but we both can't remember exactly why I put the other Z in there. Um, and then um on. Patreon for the DTKC show, and that's for Dark Chronicles. That's Ooh. every tapes every um every other Thursday, 
and also Castle Chronicles tapes every other Thursday. So we we switch it up, but it's always goes live um, by Friday at midnight or Thursday at midnight going into Friday. Nice. All right, Trez, I appreciate you for taking time to be on the show yet again. Oh, thank you so much for the invite. You know, I always have fun. Yeah, absolutely. I had fun too. This is a blast. This is this was basically uh, our ADHD coming out in the whole episode. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't even know what I'm going to write as a description and be like, well, we kind of try and talked about the Royal Rumble, then we skipped to this and we went back. But uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I can't. I would love to have you back on if you if you're anytime, interested. anytime, right. whenever, whenever you want. All right. Awesome. All right. Take care. Thank you so much for everything. No problem. Thank you. Take care, guys. Take care. Bye. Bye bye. Uh, all right, guys. That's it. Um, all right. Share did her own plugs. Oh shit! That scared the shit out of me. Um, you already know where to find me: Twitter, GRI Show, Instagram, GRI Show, Facebook, GRI Show. Uh, don't forget Wrestling Soup. They have their own Patreon. Uh, they have their own show. Comes on every Thursday, eight thirty. Central Time, Architect Podcast, Texas Podcast, Massacre, and uh, everything that Tress said. And I'll try and I'll do. Uh, actually, I can just edit this show and upload it by midnight. And oh yeah, Tress just messaged me, and uh, that'd be about it. And uh, you know me, shows every Wednesday on Spreaker, and uh, I'll try and do more of these shows out of the week. But yeah, Wednesday is always when the Shows always going to come out and they'll be like every other show or a show every other time out of the week. Anyways, take care, guys. Later.